in five, four, three, two, one. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your home, man. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. You feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Photos, motorheads, geek buds, waste toys, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs>
topic ideas, whatever, at 502-414-1450. And then download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside anytime you stop into one of the areas. 98,789 Thornton's locations. Do all that and then text us on the text line. We'll be right back here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition on 1450 and 96.1. Bigger. Barry at BJ Heating and Cooling can help you choose the best and most reliable new Bryant cooling and heating system to fit your family's needs. Bryant, whatever it takes. BJ Heating and Cooling has faithfully served Kentuckiana for over 35 years and is one of the largest and most reliable heating and cooling companies in Kentuckiana. Experts you can trust can be reached at 812-283-7221 and online at bjheatcool.com. Honey Baked Ham in New Albany is the perfect spot for a healthy alternative to fast food. They provide a variety of freshly made sandwiches, as well as salads and delicious soups. And you can dine in or take it to go. They also have many dinner options, such as ham, turkey, frozen sides, and desserts, which provide a complete meal. Catering is also available for small groups or large gatherings. Call Honey Baked Ham today, 812-941-9426, or visit them, 3602 North Cake Court. Suite 23 in New Albany. Kraft Sporting Goods is Southern Indiana's team sports specialist and is your local Adidas team product dealer. Kraft specializes in outfitting your team, organization, club, or business in apparel, hard goods, and accessories from Adidas and many others. Kraft offers fundraising opportunities for your team, organization, or club through online web stores. Let our friendly staff get you started today by calling 812-282-5400. Or visit and shop at our website at kratsports.com. Not everyone can be a champion in high school sports, but everyone can be a champion of high school sports. That's right. Fans and parents can be champions. Coaches and officials, educators, and the media can all be champions of high school sports. I'm Paul Knighty, Commissioner of the IHSAA. And I'm Assistant Commissioner Janie Olmer. Being a champion of high school sports is about so much more than winning and losing, setting records, or raising trophies. It's about supporting the mission of education-based athletics, preserving the opportunity for student-athletes to grow and develop in the second classroom, and to protect high school sports for future generations to come. Champions of high school sports are just one of the many reasons that education-based athletics in Indiana are so special. And the easiest way to be a champion is by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic event. This is showing support. This is championing high school sports. This is your IHSAA. Check out Thornton's all-new Southern-style biscuits, the perfect complement to your morning breakfast sandwich. You will love the buttery goodness that will wake up your taste buds in the morning. Come on in and grab a breakfast sandwich today. Looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction? Well, right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's.
John Spears for M&M Cartage. You see those trucks riding down the road with the M&M Cartage sign? You could be a driver or work as a mechanic on one of those trucks. For 45 years, M&M Cartage has been a locally family-owned transportation company, and they're currently hiring those drivers and mechanics. To join their team, go online to mmcartage.com to apply. Headquartered in Louisville with locations in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Morristown, Tennessee, and Detroit. That's mmcartage.com to apply. With Madonna, I don't like that. This is not this is not Tuesday sports music. Well, there there is a theme. All the songs do have something in common. I'm just now saying that the Reds star rookie Matt McClain is is the Reds have the worst training staff in America. Like I, every rehab stint that we have, the person gets more hurt. Um, that's, that's not that's not what you're supposed to do. You think uh, he re-aggravated his oblique on his rehab assignment? Where's now the oblique? Is out for his regular season. This is a. I mean, we're already done. Like the, the yeah, season's already he, over. Why is he even trying to come back? Well, he's supposed to make his debut tonight. You know, if they win, if they win their last five games, they would have a. They would need the Cubs and the Marlins to both lose two. I guess the Diamondbacks now to lose two, uh, and they would have the, they have the tiebreaker over all three of those teams. But we have to have the worst medical staff in all sports. I mean, just every time somebody gets hurt, they're out for the entire. Like you know, it's it's a slight toe injury. It's like, well, he's done for four months. Like this is just. <laughs> This is what we do, but I'm I'm, t- I'm done with being dumb, mad about the Reds. I, I I came to terms with it on Saturday. That was the end. I put to bed all of my hopes and dreams. You're a Blue Jay fan, rest of the way. I'll cheer for the Blue Jays in the playoffs. I, I will for your sake. And we're in it right now, still. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, you're pretty much locked up now. You know, yeah, I think so. Runs. Yeah, we're we're a game and a half up. I think on Houston right now. Houston and Seattle, or no, Seattle. This is left because the last spot I think is just down to Seattle and Houston. It sounds like. Yeah. And then you guys are. Two and a half games clear. We're pretty. Well, us, yeah, us and Houston are pretty much tied. We're both a game and a half up in Seattle. Right, exactly. But you're, you're, you're in like good How many state. games left? I think there's like six games left. Depends on what your schedule is. Either five or six. Yeah. Uh, the, the last week of the regular season. No more one-game playoffs anymore. You've got tiebreakers for those wild-card spots. But the Reds, and the, yeah, they're, they're going to have to win both games against Cleveland and then sweep St. Louis uh, to, to ha- even have a shot. And the first round is, is only best of three, right? First round's best of three now. And then best of five, and then seven and seven for the championship series in the World Series. We're going to get beat three times in a row. You never know. Three-game series, anything I can happen. Know. Anything can happen. Uh, I, I glanced at the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, and like, the first like seven questions were solved by the podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm going to. Listen, if y'all had seen that email, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have said anything either. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I saw that like right after the show, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, like I don't know what was. <laughs> Nobody bring up the broken headphones in here. <laughs> I didn't even like. I haven't even come. Like I guess Gary maybe called him a few times during the show yesterday, or beginning of the show yesterday, asking a few questions. Because I mean, naturally, I had some questions because I'm using like a, a, a computer system now that I've never used. 
And so, you know, I'm sorry if I had, like, just, like, one or two questions, like, how do I start the break? You know, th- th- these are things I think, you know, could be not too mad about asking. I can't believe someone just broke the headphones already. Like, it's, it's day two. I'm going Roush on this one. It's got to be his head. He's got the biggest head. I feel so bad for his mom. Here's the problem, though, is I think we only have one pair of headphones now in the studio. Like, these are, I mean, these are they're broken at the top, like, just all the way broken. <laughs> like the ones I have at my studio, probably. At the other studio, more like that, yeah. And they're brand new, and it, it seems like, so, I, you know, I usually just, I bring my own headphones uh, every single day. They don't work with this new system. Like, there's no jack that, that those headphones work. Like, I think all the wiring is set up specifically for the headphones that we have in here. There's, like, a a, a headphone jack thing over here, but none of these buttons work. Um, so It's always good. So I've got no alternative but to use the, the studio headphones here. And if this pair breaks, then I think we've just got – like, we won't be able to have headphones in here, I don't think. I think they have to be the type that are, are wired in with these mics. And so that's well, – Then you'll have to put the window up, and I'll put my window up, and you can hear me through the windows. And I think we have a guest coming in tomorrow. and We I, do? They're not going to have headphones, I don't well, think. What room are they going to join us in, this one or that one? I have no – I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. Do, they get to, do we get to pick? It's going to be like when, when like your parents are yelling and are trying to pick the love of their child. Like, come here. Come in this room. Come on. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> Meanwhile, our, our normal studio, the old studio, just sitting over there with vacant the entire time. We can't. You know, Starting to miss that smell a little bit, aren't you? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no, not that studio. The the studio right across. The oh yeah, that, that. Yeah, don't ask. Yeah, it's, I brought that up yesterday, and you thought like I, I thought it was a very logical question, but the look I got was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> okay, what do you why mean? are we not doing the show where we've done it for the last two years? Well, I got to record spots now. Apparently, do that in this room." Nobody over there the entire time, but whatever. Uh, we, we don't make the rules here, and we'll have a, a guest in this cramped little studio with no headphones tomorrow. So that'll be. That was the thing I was curious about with TFC today was that I was told there was only one headset jack even in there. No, see, see but the, there's one headset jack. It doesn't work though. The like all the little the, the wires like are the jack. Like it's all intertwined. This whole system's together. I figured that out at the end of yesterday's show, but they only. The wires only work with the headphones that they have in here. So we're, we're, since we have we have two headphones, one's already broken, uh, we're kind of just crap out of luck. DJ wants us to know that the headset was broken when they got to you this morning. Well, now, we were you, the only show. I, did you break the headset and trying to pass it I off? absolutely did not did break you the break headset. The, I didn't go in there and look after you left yesterday. You just kind of bounced. I was finishing stuff in here, and you're like, yell at the door. You're like, I'm out of here. No, I mean, I, I absolutely did not break the head. There were two headsets in here. They were working perfectly fine. I used one for the show yesterday. It's easy to blame Roush for stuff. I do it all the time. Yeah, that's – that's. I mean, I can't imagine anybody came in here late night last night and just shattered those things, but, yeah. Maybe it was the girl from my house. I, I, I would own up to it if I had broken that headset. The headset was not broken. By the way, if you looked at your window, I think I'm parked right outside your studio. Yeah, you literally blocked my entire view. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to park in front of mine. I didn't know which window was which. How do you not know which which window is which? Because they all look the same. You're on the far left end. I can't remember how many rooms down it was. If they all look the same, you know where you are in the building. It's not the biggest building in the world. There's like three (laughs) windows. No, there's five. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure which was which. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, we're, we're kind of in the ghetto. I don't, I don't want to leave my car out now without being seen. <laughs> we're not in the ghetto. <laughs> we're not in church. <laughs> Literally a church. <laughs> well, I lived in Norbert. I don't know if they made something, but I lived in the ghetto in St. Matthews. I was on the, the non-rich Norburn street. Texas, thanks for posting yesterday's podcast, uh, yeah. Trevor. I hope your internet goes out for a week. Texas says, Trevor, where's the podcast from yesterday? 
Texas, Texas says, ask Trevor to upload yesterday's podcast. Texas says, me waiting for Trevor to upload yesterday's podcast with a picture of SpongeBob at a table waiting for presumably his breakfast to come. <laughs> Texas says, did they install Radio Shack microphones? That audio was terrible, guys. The begin- it was the beginning of the show. <laughs> that was an issue. Yeah, we had some. We also had some feedback there at the end of the last break. I don't know what that was. No, and we, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the the levels over here and getting finding that right sweet spot. Texas says, Trevor, you may want to cover your ears for this. This is a direct shot at you. Texas says, so I was out of town the past five days and haven't been able to listen to the show. So am I the only one that kind of thinks that Trevor in the new studio kind of sounds like Scoots? Come on. Ooh, you're not going to like that. You sound like Scoots now. I don't sound like Scoots. The new, the new mics make you sound like Scoots. Does it add a southern twang? It's a little Indiana in you. A little Indiana in me. You're a Hoosier over here, basically. You, you brought too much of that southern Indiana over from Jeffersonville. I think that's what happened. Wouldn't it be more like Scoots would be happy to sound like me? I don't think so. I don't think Scoots wants to sound like you. He's got a unique, distinct voice, and he likes it. I don't know if I sound like you. Do I sound like Scoots? Now, another text comes in. Trevor 100% sounds like Scoots now. Oh, come on. Now, this has got to be the microphone. Microphone's just making everybody in the same room sound like everybody. You sound like Scoots. Why don't we switch rooms and see if you sound like Scoots in here? I'm going to start calling you Scoots. <laughs> I'm too big to be Scoots. You're Scoots. I'm rascal. Texas is going back to the old school preclude you guys from recording a podcast yesterday. Uh, for the record, I checked the Adobe, so it doesn't work today. I, I'm going to try to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tinker with this new system and see if I can find out where these files are. And if I find yesterday's podcast, I will load it first, and I'll wait like maybe 45 minutes, and I'll load today if I can find it. Texas, if I'm even recording it right, I don't even know that thing. Texas, Trevor didn't watch a single movie last night. New studio, new sayings, new Trevor, apparently. No, I just didn't. I don't know why. I just, I think it's, by the time, you know, I got watching the highlights, it was close to midnight anyway. And then I just, like I said, I watched American Dad. I need to find, I guess, a, oh, not a new movie to watch. I am kind of waiting for the Oppenheimer and Barbie to come out. Because I had promised the text I would watch them. Why don't you watch uh, uh, Band of Brothers? Man, you still love me. Don't you watch Suicide Squad? I did. Yeah, I did. A minute and a half. <laughs> Watched it. It's like you ate a salad. I, uh, <laughs> funny. The, uh, but I, 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 but Barbie's available to buy, but Oppenheimer's not. We, I'm, bought, I'm, we bought Barbie. Did you? I watched it a little bit. We bought it basically because Mary wanted to watch it, and she thought she could pawn it off, but, like, Virginia would accept it, and Virginia was not <laughs> did, how, did you watch it? I watched bits and pieces. Like, this was, Mary was watching it when she was, like, not feeling well before I got sick, and so I was, like, Trying to, I was like mostly playing with John and playing with the kids, and I caught a little bit of it. I liked what I saw. I mean, I mean, I'll pay, I'll pay the rental fee. I'll pay like the five ninety nine made to rent it to watch it, but I don't want to pay twenty bucks to buy it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've done that. Don't get me wrong, but I just, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do it for a movie. Maybe for Oppenheimer, I would if I was really. No, I probably wouldn't do that because I was really wanting to watch Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I still wouldn't pay for it and waited for it to come out. Have you watched it yet? No, it's not bad. It's okay. Texas, thank goodness we have Scoots producing the show today. Oh. Good. Texas just asked Scoots how to upload the podcast. Today's KRC pod is up. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm going to – I think I might take Scoots. And I got to get a shot. Scoots also hooked me up today with the uh, – This you didn't come in here at all because you don't you, – you know, you stay away from me. The talent just doesn't mingle with the producers in your mind. What are you and talking about? So in the, in the studio, the setup yesterday, if I told you, remember, like – I wasn't invited to come in for the room. No, in the room I'm in now? Oh, the room you're in, you mean like before the show? Yeah. Well, it's because you walk in here at 3 o'clock. Well, I was here before you today, I think. 
Yeah, but I went inside. I go inside. That's the only good thing. The best thing about coming over here is I don't have to wait until 2.59 for you to unlock the door because I have a car. I have a key. I can come in here and do the show tweet and get set up. The point up. is that this show, the way it was set up yesterday was the computer was, like, to the far left and the board. And it was just kind of like it wasn't very comfortable in the movement. And so I sent something to Scoots, and he called me this morning and said, hey, I talked to them. We moved the board down. We put the computer to the right. Let's see how you like it. It's so Scoots much, gets stuff done. It is so much better in here today, yeah. I told you, Scoots, he, he's a catch. Like, he was fixing everything when I was uh, doing the show with him the week you were yeah. on a month ago. He fixed the stuff that you, like, just refused to even try to fix. It's great. <laughs> I refuse to fix it. I just don't like to make you happy. I don't think you know how to do it. I just I like, to, I like to make you I like to keep you on your toes. I don't think that's An angry it. mic is a better radio mic to me. That's not true at all. I mean, an angry mic, I didn't have working internet. And Scoots made that. Salty Mike always is more entertaining than Happy Mike. Clueless Mike. Well, that's, that's pretty much everything. Else. This would be a bad time to tell you. I'm the reason why you keep getting sick. I have been, I've been poisoning your, your, your Gatorade. Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> Text says, Mike's first show in several days, full of UofL BC takes, and there's no podcast. Great work, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Text says, Trevor, your voice. No, the podcast is out there. We just got to find it. <laughs> Loading in the ether. It's, it's in the cloud. When we move on to the next world, we'll find the podcast. Text says, Trevor, your voice sounds super muffled at the studio. Not sure about sounding like Scoots, but you sound way different. Huh. It's got to be the mic then. You sound better. I mean, I'm not doing anything different. Text is a minute and a half counts. Just ask Trevor's mom. <laughs> I think that it was enough to get me here. Text says, the audio is definitely funky sounding. It sounds like you all are talking through Trevor's My Little Pony karaoke set microphone. <laughs> Somebody said that at the beginning of yesterday's show, and then everybody else said it sounded fine. First of all, I don't have My Little Pony. I have Jim. Okay. I remember Jim. You remember? Of course you remember Jim. Jim. But Jim was like the, the Barbie, like knockoff. She was the rock star Barbie. Exactly, yeah. 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 My sister would rent Jim videos from Red Giraffe. <laughs> Jerry's sister. Yeah. <laughs> may have featured time with Jim. Some of the songs we Same guy just bought Barbie and blamed it on the wife. I did not buy Barbie. I, w- I would own up to it if I did. I, w- I, w- I do want to watch the whole movie, but I can I can I can I borrow it from like from you so I don't have to pay for it? I don't know if I can do that. If we, if we how can, do you, how can yeah can you transfer the movie? Did you buy it on Amazon? I assume we either borrow it off Amazon or just like Direct TV. I don't know what it was, but it was one yeah. of those where it was like, hey, it's twenty one dollars to rent it, or it's like twenty four dollars to just buy. Oh, it, I don't. And I, we just bought. I it. have purchased movies because of that. Like uh, I think I told you, Little Big League. I was like, I want to watch this, and it was. I think it was four ninety nine to rent or three ninety nine to rent or four ninety nine to buy. And I was like, I'll just buy it. I'll pay a dollar and have it. Yeah, I've done that a few times with movies. Did you know the mom, the actress in that movie is the mom of Peter Crow Armstrong? He's now an official Chicago Cubs. That story would be so much better if he was a twin. And the first baseman was was, was Timothy Busman. But it's not. No. Texas was Trevor shirtless when the woman walked in on him sleeping. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious visual. I mean, I'm just having to assume you were in your underwear. That's I was. That's how you exist. I did every gra- second you're in your. But house. here's the thing: as I walked down the hall, I grabbed the sh- I grabbed my shirt and put it on as I walked down the hall. So she only saw me in underwear and shirt. Hmm. And yet she didn't leave the neighborhood. I'm just saying. <laughs> I showed and, and those who maybe doubt me, I sent you the picture of her uh, during the break. You did send me the picture of her during the break. She's not bad looking, made right? Me, okay. Made me feel like I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> Come on, why? Are you taking ring screen <laughs> grabs of people <laughs> that walk in your house? I don't want to. Oh my god, what are you doing in there? I can't see you. <laughs> I, I just, I just sometimes I'll just smack the table when she's talking. I didn't realize it was going to vibrate so much. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, people would spring, bring screenshots up on, 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 like, neighborhood and all that all the time. Why can't I? 
Cause I, well, get, I guess that's fair. And they're always she like, this person. Well, she didn't break into your house. Yeah, but she, she, she kind of did. I mean, she walked in. You can't just walk into people's houses. Although she did try to ring your doorbell, but you had it turned off. So. What? <laughs> um, Sexless covered this girl happened to have a pink truck that looked like it just collects scrap metals, or was it a scrap metal truck that she was driving? Oh, she's driving like a, like a new-looking new Nissan. Hmm. It was like a newer car, like it nicer than mine. I am curious. Which makes me, which intri- intrigues me more with her. It's like, she's must have some nice money. Also, why was your door not locked? I guess my, <laughs> I think my mom, I guess my mom didn't lock it when she walked out. You blame everything on your mom. Well, she's the only one awake. I didn't, I locked it before I went to bed last night. How much I trust you. Texas says, uh, TK, can you expand on that Charles Manson Norburn Estates reference, please? <laughs> so when I lived in Norburn, I had a guy that lived down the street from me that was really creepy. He looked like Charlie Manson, and we used to call him the Manson House. And he would just walk up and down the street all the time. And time went on, and we kind of – we just thought maybe we're mean, young kids, thinking he's creepy look, He's old, weird-looking dude, so he's probably creepy. It turns out a couple years later, we're, I'm reading the newspaper, and it turns out he was creepy. He not only was Charlie Manson, he was Norman Bates. Apparently his mom had passed away in that house uh, and had been there for several years before they found out. Oh, God, one of those. And he was, yeah. And it, it was, the weird thing about it was he was supposed to be like some like Wall Street kind of like genius guy that just went insane. And he quit his – supposedly he worked for some hedge fund company and quit out of nowhere and then just kind of went recluse and – and it was living, walking in that house, and apparently, like, the mountains, they found out she'd been dead for years, and he just kind of kept her in a chair, sitting there. I want you to create that backstory for yourself. Not, <laughs> not, not, not the killing the mom part, but, like, the, I just, yeah, I once was pegged as this wonderkin. Like, like I, I, people want to be billionaire on Wall Street. Like, I, you know, I, top of my class, scored a 36 on the ACT when I was 12 years old. All this stuff. And then it, the weight of my genius just buried me. At like 24, I went insane. Exactly. Yeah. Since then, I, just, I don't want people to know who I am. That's why I do a, a radio show like with that doesn't bear my name. It's why i living with my mom. Like, all that <laughs> stuff. Like, this this is the reason for who I am today. I just don't want the attention. I feel like, I mean, that's just the backstory to, like, some, like, evil, like, bad guy in, in a Marvel universe, right? Well, it also could be the backstory of somebody who's looking for love. You just need somebody to unlock your heart to bring out your, your real potential. And like Doctor Doom or Doctor Evil or Doctor Octopus, and they give a lot of doctor stuff, don't they? Yes, they do. I also just tagged you in uh, Julie Patterson on Twitter. Said it's homecoming week this week for Wagner. They face the sales, and she tagged like all the big Wagner people. And she tagged me, and so I tagged you in the like, Jeffrey Dahmer. I did get a notice on Facebook from the group, and it was like, make sure you let us know because we're getting tickets for the game, and they got to let them know the class of '98 is in house. With a class of 96 and a half. <laughs> but something that, yeah, I was going to say more than 96, 97 or so. Yeah. The same picture said, I also have to believe you'll find any woman that has willingly crossed the threshold into your house. Eh, kind of cute. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your, your thoughts? You've seen her. Cutish? Yeah. Yeah. I've had worse walk into my house. I mean, what's. I mean, really, we're having a woman walk into our home. How much beggars can't be choosers, right? We're not in a position to get picked. Yeah, we're not going to be picked. Like, no, you know what? Go go back. Let me see. Maybe I'll keep you. Let's find out who comes in here tomorrow. This is it's not like we're Target. Yeah, I'd be excited <laughs> for you if you could make a play there. Although, I don't know what's going on. She has, she has a scared look on her eyes. I don't know I don't know what that fear is about. 
I, and it, but as I left, she was like, like I said, she was knocking very loudly on the door one house over. So it's like five texts just want to know if you were shirtless. I mean, the answer is of course you were. <laughs> I wasn't. The, she didn't see me shirtless. Texas says, quote, do the Reds have the worst training staff in America? No, that would be the Ravens after this year. I feel like you can't say it's injury luck. The Ravens do just get guys hurt every well, it's single all running year. backs, too. I mean, it's, well, they had like four guys get hurt in the first game. Didn't they lose Gus Edwards again this week? Probably. I mean, yeah, every running back they sign always gets injured. Texas, Mike, the Reds will win the first four and then lose the fifth game 11 to nothing. I don't even have that much faith. Like, they, they're not going to win both games against the Guardians. It's not going to happen. They don't. The Reds won't make it in the playoffs. Yeah, the Guardians. It's, I mean, they're not. They, they've given up, right? They have, but I mean, it's rivalry. It's for the Cincinnati Cup, which I don't think the Ohio Cup or whatever, which I don't think the Reds have won, like since they started making this a thing. And it's one-one right now. The Reds have to sweep to win the cup, and the Guardians will try. Like they, the like the the Pirates were, they, you know, divisional rival. They wanted to spoil the fun. Their, their announcers were like treating it like it's a World Series, and they made that nine nothing comeback. <laughs> Like they're going to boo the Reds right out of Cincinnati. Like, yeah, it's the Pirates, dude. I mean, they have, they, they have, they've had a lot to hang their hat on. Texas says, what is the show today about OMG? I don't know. We're going to get there in the second hour, I guess. That's, you know, what you say. It's, it's, we're in that middle of that, that week where, you know, you don't you, – you, you can't you, – you talked about the last game. We'll purely talk about the next game. I mean, some days you come in with notes, and then Trevor tells a story about a woman coming into his house. <laughs> can't make this Unannounced, and then the first hour is derailed. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, I, I know that when I come in, I'm like, you know, I've got, I do have a little sketch. I've got like seven things that I want to get to today. Uh, we, we've not really gotten to any of them, but we will. We'll get there. Texas has seven straight days with zero podcasts. The Mike Rutherford show. Well, that's typical. Oh, come on, I'm going to blame for one of them. Texas, for whatever reason, the audio makes you all sound like you're wearing matching Blues Clues rugby shirts and khaki slacks. Thank you. How could the audio? You were too old for Blues Clues, right? Because I, I was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was like popular when I was in high school. I mean, I watched so. Blues Clues. I had to sit through it with Taylor when he was when he was a kid. Uh, my buddy's kid, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I wasn't sure if that was. I thought that was way too young. Texas, did anyone see that Flowers is getting moved back to, to forward in Australia? Okay, that was fun. Texas, Mike, I'm glad you're recovering from your illness. Hearing how your kids got you sick serves as a great PSA for condoms and birth control. Oh yeah, I mean, if you want to have kids. A lot of positives, but you are going to, especially when they start going to school, like you're going to get sick. Yeah, it's inevitable. You're sending them off to like a petri dish, and that's just the way that it's going to go. And like I know, I mean, I I feel okay now. My feet are still feels like I'm walking on needles a little bit, but like I look terrible. Like the the right side of my nose looks like I'm a very particular cocaine addict. Like the whole right <laughs> side of my nose is just like disgusting. Like I got burned just on my right nostril. It's terrible. Texas, the new Scoots is already rubbing off on oh. all facets of Tread's life. Already being awake, <laughs> already being awake just 90 minutes, and Trev almost found his long lost love. Svetlana threw a wrong text line this morning. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to walk to the house as the one that also like called me and then claimed she butt dialed me. Could be, or the one that uh, texted with Scoots about from Bulgaria. Yeah, at least mine we know is real. Texture says, Trevor, quote, I mean, it's a Wednesday to excuse being off topic on a Tuesday at 3.50 p.m. Did I say Wednesday? <laughs> you said middle of the week. I said, I don't remember you oh, saying yes, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think it said Wednesday. It said middle of the week. Well, I'm going to trust the texture. Tuesday's kind of like it's a, it's middle a Friday adjacent. Game, it's a Friday game week, which makes it feel like it's it's, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> middle adjacent, right? Texture says, high school teacher here. 
Uh-oh. If we can just beat NC State, I'll have a full week of fall break after. Still undefeated, looking forward to the Notre Dame game. Might be the best stretch since the first half of 2016. That's got to be a nice way to go out for this fall break. Just getting a little win. Wait a minute, fall break, isn't that, isn't that like that's the same as spring break? Nowadays it is. I mean, some schools, when I was, when I was in I school. Fall, I don't remember having a fall break. When I was in school, fall break was one day. You had like one Monday or Friday off, and that was fall break. But now, like part of the reason why they justify starting school so early, at least JCPS yeah. and some of these other schools, oh, I mean, cough button. Yeah, I heard that. I, there is a button that says cough here. It just does not work. Like, like all the other buttons. Actually, when you push it, it makes a cop sound. <laughs> it <just laughs> throws it right. You have a sound there. effect board in there, and you didn't even know it. But part of the reason why they justify starting school so early, like it was August 9th this year, is you yeah. do get like a full week for fall break now. They give you like a full week for Thanksgiving. Like you get more days really? interspersed throughout the school year than you're used to. Um, but which to me still isn't really worth it. But you do get. I think my. I know my kids' school. Their fall break is like a Friday and a Monday. And that's it. But I'm excited to remember getting that much time. Of course, Thanksgiving was always just you know Thursday, Friday, and then you had the weekend, which made it a four day weekend. But, but I think this is our boy who teaches in in, in Indiana. Okay, and, you know, Indiana yeah. starts school in like July, so they have like tons of. I'm sure they get like a full week off for fall break. They may get two weeks off for spring break. All this stuff. You're with me though. You would rather just take the day off for fall break, the two days off for Thanksgiving, and, and come back to school at a normal time, right? Because it's like that early. Yes, for sure. I'm just yeah. I mean, maybe that's just because that's how we grew up, but that's. I was fine with like going. Yeah, also, but if you're a kid, you want to you want to enjoy summer more than like anything. I, I do, and also like the you know, the thing about Thanksgiving holiday was that Monday or Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, you weren't doing anything anyway. Like you got off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it was like, okay, cool. Like we're not like no teacher was going to give you a, a terrible test on that Monday or Tuesday, so it was basically like a week off without like having to take the day off. Texas, I turn on the radio show with Mike saying a woman coming in Trevor's house. I'm glad there was an in in that sentence. <laughs> Not my house. Texas has the new Scoots booth. <laughs> Just goofing. It's new Scoots Goof. goofing. Texas says, when I was in school, fall break was one day, and that one day was parent-teacher conferences, so it ended up being worse than just having a normal school day. I don't remember having the parent. I guess I don't remember us doing parent-teacher conferences when I was in school either. I mean, maybe in high school, but I know middle school, I don't think we have. I mean, I did because I got in trouble, but, like, it wasn't something that was assigned. Yeah, we always had parent-teacher conferences. That's what Texas are saying. They're saying that they got off for parent-teacher. Yeah, you didn't have school that day. Yeah, I, I do remember this. But it was always awkward. Even when it was, like, good, it was just awkward being there, hearing your teachers talk about you <laughs> with your parents, acting like you're not sitting right there, you know? <laughs> It was. It always just felt. I, I didn't think. You, I thought you weren't. In, I thought the. Kid, I thought it was just the parent teachers. I thought. Oh no, you go. There. Yeah, you go to the parent teacher conference. Oh, okay. See, I always just like assumed the, the student wasn't there. Because didn't you get out of school that day? Or why would you want to go? Like, are you not listening to anything? Yeah, that was the whole text. Is where you. What yeah, you, but you if you're out of school, about. then you shouldn't have to go back to school to do the parent teachers. That was just, the entire text that the guy was saying. <laughs> That's exactly what he was saying. I'm with that guy. Okay. Well. <laughs> we're. We're going to – we'll take a break in just a second. I know, I'm still going to be used to these new hard outs at 359, so I can't send it to break until we get to 359, right? Well, we're at 359.03 now. Boom, done. Let's do it. All right. Well, we can <laughs> – that's the other thing. I need to get you a clock or something because you need to know, like, yeah. this stuff. It would help. I just use my phone. We'll be okay. We'll take a break. When we come back, second hour, I promise we're going to talk about sports. i got a couple things that I want to get to. We will talk a little mm-hmm. basketball, so brace yourself for that. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number two on a Tuesday coming up next here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X.
Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW Jefferson. Hello, this is Mayor Jeff Gahan. I want to wish all the Normandy High School football players, coaches, cheerleaders, parents, and fans a great football season. Normandy is an active and healthy city, and our newly rebuilt Parks Department has programs, leagues, and activities that will keep you healthy throughout the entire year. When you get some downtime from cheering on the Bulldogs, I hope you'll drop by one of our city parks. We'll have lots of fun and improve your health and happiness at the same time. When it's game time, I hope to see you on the sidelines, cheering on our New Albany Bulldogs. Country music singer-songwriter Kylie Morgan loves her ring from Genesis Diamonds. I wanted something simple and with the stone that I loved, and that's exactly what he got. And then we dressed it up a little bit with the wedding bands, got a little firework action looking around it, and definitely killed it when it came to choosing the ring. Kylie's then fiancé, Jay, did a lot of research, but chose Genesis because of the reputation, the quality, the personal service, and, of course, the value. Any man who walked through that door would know that, you know, he's not going to be Salads and cold beer, plus your favorite team on TV. That's Roosters. We've got drink specials every day with happy hour or five from 1 until 6 p.m. Plus, on Mondays, those huge boneless wings you love so much are only 79 cents all day. In fact, everything is priced to be family friendly at Roosters. Six locations for all that goodness, including Preston Highway, Dixie Highway, Shelbyville Road, Clarksville, Fern Creek, on Bardstown Road, and in Springhurst. Roosters, a fun casual joint. One of your favorite childhood memories is probably those visits to your local bakery and all those wonderful aromas fresh out of the oven. Chances are that bakery was Williams Bakery, 1051 North Clark Boulevard, Clarksville. Open seven days a week, Williams Bakery is Clark County's only remaining full-service bakery. Stop by so they can serve you. Or phone Ernie Polston and his dedicated staff at 284-2867. That's 284-2867. The plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of Local 502's commitment to excellence can be seen in our community every day. The KFC Yum Center, Ford Motor Company, and the Omni Hotel are just a few examples of their professional craftsmanship. Local 502 has been part of our community for over a century and invests over $1 million annually training skilled local workers. Members of Local 502 are your friends, neighbors, and children's coaches. For more information, go to lu502.com. Local 502, built on excellence, building a better tomorrow. When design is key to your landscape projects, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your projects and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812 812- 288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design, when design is key. Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. 
The work is unparalleled. It's prompt. The team's the epitome of professionalism. <laughs> you know, when I see an Allen electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. Edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 961 The Big X. Reminder, Jeff Brom Radio Show back tonight out there at the Roosters in Fern Creek. 7 to 8 o'clock is when the, the Brom Radio Show is going to take place. If you can't make it out there to Roosters, you can hear it on our sister station, 970 WDTK. Jeff Brom getting ready for a big Friday night game against Raleigh, uh, against NC State in Raleigh. Blackout at their uh, Carter Finley Stadium. NC State's going to wear their glow-in-the-dark uniforms. It's going to be quite the sight. Louisville, we mentioned this yesterday. We kind of danced around how rare it, it is for us to start 4-0. Trevor, we've played football for over 100 years. Venture a guess as to how many times we have started a season 5-0. and um, I'm going to say three. More than that, because it's happened three times in the last, I think, ten years. Okay. But, well, I'm not, when I was looking it up, I know, like, the 72 team did. And then, I mean, I, I know obviously seven, 17 did. Who else? Who am I forgetting? 17 didn't. Uh, or was it? 16 didn't either. I, I thought the one of them did. No, 16, we were 4 0. We did not get to 5 0. Ah, okay. Both of Charlie's last two teams did with Teddy Bridgewater. We got to 5 0 and then lost to UCF. And then we mentioned yesterday that 2012 team started 9 0. But it has happened eight times. Really? In the history of global football. But still, very rarefied air. It is a super rare thing for us to get to 5 0. Uh, we could do it for the first time since 2013, which would be very, very cool. You had those years in front of you? I don't. Uh, I'm, I, that's, that seems like a lot. I mean, I believe you, but five and is not. You know, most programs would have more than that. But we, I mean, five and was a nice start, though. I mean, that's that's not that's nothing to, to you know. That's what we're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's a very rare thing. We played over 100 years of football. It's only happened eight times. Um, so, would love to make it nine. Coming up with a win on on over NC State on Friday. Number nine, all white. With all the attention that U uh, of football is getting, it flew under the radar, and it made me sad yesterday to see, you know, Louisville men's basketball announcing that they had their first full practice yesterday, the first official practice. It used to always be October fifteenth was the first day of practice, but now with the season starting so early, I mean, you'd have like two weeks of practice if you started on October fifteenth. November sixth would be the first game this year, so they have an earlier date. I think it's the first Monday of the last week of September, which is where we are uh, today. Right where was where we were yesterday. Saw the video come out, came out after I got off the radio and was like, oh, my God, it was the first day of practice. In, in most other years, we'd be like, we'd have a whole segment dedicated to basketball. We'd be like, first day of practice. Like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that, what I'm hearing. And, and I feel like with this year, all the responses are kind of like, hoping for the best or something way, way worse. It, it just it feels so strange to be in this position. And, and a lot of it is due to the fact that UofL football is off to such a good start and people are desperate for something positive. And, look, latching on to Jeff Brom right now is an easy thing to do. But there still should be more enthusiasm when UofL basketball is this close to starting. And we were counting that when we got to 50 days until the start of football, 
we're like, it's time. Like, let's let's go. Home stretch here. We're almost there. I can't wait for that first game. I can't wait for Georgia Tech. Let's start talking about the game right now. We are we're, we're like 40 days away from the start of basketball, and everybody's kind of like, well, you know, can it be pissy? Yeah, I, I don't really. Can we push it back? Can we start in January this year? And anytime, I don't want people like you just so gloom, gloom and doom all the time. Anytime that I, I kind of find myself getting excited about basketball or at least getting intrigued, it just seems like all the news, anything that comes out of the program, is just depressing. Like, like you know, we like for instance, yesterday we find out the times for maybe it was this morning, we find out the times for the ACC SEC Challenge game, the first one ever. You know, ACC going head to head with the SEC. It's the conference that we as Louisville fans like to kind of try to flex our muscles on the most because UK is our big rival. And you see the women are going to play the Wednesday game, November 29th against Ole Miss, 9-15. It's the primetime tip-off on ESPNU. And then the men aren't in the field. And it's just like, well, yeah, I kind of forgot that we don't get to play in this thing. Like It's just sad. And tonight the full ACC schedule is going to be released at 8 o'clock on the ACC network. So we'll have UofL's full schedule um, for tomorrow's show. Like We'll know all the dates, all the times. We'll plan our winners accordingly. But just every time you see something, it just kind of reminds you, like, we're not all that excited about what's going on here. People nationally aren't all that excited about what's going on here. I've only talked to, I mean, information coming out of the program is so hard to come by. And, and this is nothing new since Kenny Bain was hired. And I, I'm fine with that if we're going to win. But I have talked to only one person who's not giving anything away, player, coach, support staff, somebody with the program about what's happened so far the last few months. And, like, it's the news is not positive coming out of it. Like, maybe they're just wrong. But it, I'm getting deja vu from when I started hearing things last year. It was like, I don't think this is going to go great. And I wish I, I wish I had some positivity to spread. I, mean, I went on that whole rant a few months ago. We're like, I'm, I'm begging to be an ass smacker. Like, I'm begging. I, I'm, give me a reason to smack that ass. Like, I, I want nothing more than UFL basketball to be excited, uh, to be exciting and to be successful. And I just feel like every time I hear something, it brings me back down to earth. Case in point, like Bart Torvik. He is one of those sites where they do the analytical models. It's like Ken Pomeroy. He forecasts seasons. He does all this stuff. And he came out with his full season projections yesterday. According to Bartorvik, we are going to be 12-18 and 18 this season, and he has us as the 157th best team in college basketball. And for comparison's sake, before last year, when I think we all were still trying to hold out for some hope, he had us being a 13-win team that was about in that same range. And, and Really, it wound up being just way, way worse than that. I don't know. I mean, ignoring basketball, you can try. I mean, we got we still get tons of texts about basketball every single day. We're going to have to talk about it. And, and the reality— but It's never good. It's not. Like, but people are, are concerned. I mean, hell, we got like we already have like five texts today. I don't know if you saw the, the news yesterday. Jerome Tang signed a contract extension with Kansas State. I did. His buyout uh, details were released, and there were a lot of national writers who were like, you know, this buyout is <clears throat> its something, but it's certainly not enough for a premier program, cough, cough, Louisville. I saw Brian Ralph and some other people do the same thing to be able to buy him out of. Like, it's nothing that will – the buyout is not going to keep Louisville from coming after Jerome Tang if they choose to. But, like, that's where all the talk is. It's all that talk. And then I got, like, five texts last night, just, like, none of them being specific, but all being, like, oh, like, you know, basketball, like, blah, blah, blah. And it was all about, like, we offered another kid that had terrible scholarship offers, which is what I feel like the only time that we get any basketball texts about recruiting. And people are like, did you see this kid that we offered? Uh, yesterday it was the 
the kid, you know, we mentioned the, the scholarship offer sheet from the other pl- no-star player that we recently offered. Um, yesterday it was C-Cal Tone from the class of 2024, who's a 6'8 forward, not ranked by anybody, not on anybody's class of 2024 rankings, and his scholarship offers are from Indiana State, Loyola, Miami of Ohio, and Wisconsin of Milwaukee. So it's just – I mean, th- that wouldn't bother me if I had trust in my coaching staff. I mean, the only the only pivot that I'm seeing. Matino would bring in two stars, and I'd be like, okay, we'll see how it goes. See, people did that. Like, people are trying to do that pivot where it's like, how many stars was Russ Smith? And yep. you, you can't do that when we have nobody else. Like Russ Smith was a two star, <laughs> but he also was on a team. I, I mean, how quickly we forget. Peyton Siva, McDonald's All American. Shane Behannon, McDonald's All American. Wayne Blackshear, McDonald's All American. Like we, it wasn't like we were just swinging and missing on every recruit back in the day. And for the record, people were complaining about the way that Rick Pitino recruited back then. It's the irony of all ironies, given the way that his tenure here ended, was that the biggest complaint that Louisville fans had about Rick Pitino during his time here was that he didn't recruit well enough. He didn't recruit the way that you should at UofL. Well, by compared, it didn't help the Cal. Kentucky changed everything. I think people were fine with it for a little bit, and then Cal came in and it's like, well, why aren't we getting any of these five-star players? I mean, Terrence Williams was three-star, but you look at that team, Eric Clark. McDonald's All-American. McDonald's All-American. McDonald's All-American. Derek Character, McDonald's All-American. So, I mean, Sosa was, I don't think he was McDonald's All-American, but he's a high four-star, wasn't he? I mean, they all were five four-star. I mean, he, yeah. Jerry Smith, like all those guys. Like, we were. The, we point, were, the point was, was that, I mean, I, I, I don't, I have, I have no problem, like, not you know, being excited about a low-star kid. If I trust, but when Matino brings in, I trust Matino can get the best out of this kid and maybe develop him. I just don't see anything about that this, in this staff that makes me believe that. Yeah, he was, you know. We're doing the thing again where we have to compare Rick Pitino and Kenny Payne, which feels unfair. But for this conversation, like you have to say, because people are trying to spin it and saying, well, what, how many stars was Russ Smith? How many stars was Gorgie Zhang? Rick Pitino had earned the benefit of the doubt because you'd seen him do this time and time again, and you knew that whatever group of players he brought in, he was going to get the most out of them. Yeah. We had, All we've seen from Kenny Payne is a four-win season. Yeah. <laughs> I love how I can hear it in this room still, though. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can hear part of it over the mic. I'm not that far <laughs> away from it. But Rick Pitino also wasn't just bringing in unranked no-star kids. No. Yeah. He also was surrounding them. Like, like you know, we talk about recruiting being so bad. He still was more times than not bringing in top ten recruiting classes. Like that blackshear Bahannon class that ended up helping us win a national title was, I believe, the number three class in America that year. And, and even his first class had, had and we always had like, kids. We always had talent. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't what – Cal Perry was doing at Kentucky, and that drove us crazy. So you can't really spin it when you look at the rest of of the the class of 2024 and what we're doing right now. The only committed player we have is T.J. Robinson, who's like a – I think he's like number 127 in the 24-7 sports, uh, whatever that is, the aggregate rankings that they use. We've got, it seems like, the inside track on nobody who's a high four-star, five-star prospect. And it also, like – you can't just gloss over the fact that the big selling point for hiring Kenny Payne was everybody saying, you know he's going to recruit. Like, he's going to get whoever he wants. We'll have our pick of the litter when it comes to five stars. And not only is that not happening, we're not getting our pick of the litter of four stars. And if you want to say, okay, well, it's more about the transfer portal. I agree. You know who doesn't agree? Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne has said it himself this offseason about he does not want to build programs that way. He doesn't want the quick, the quick fix. He wants to – he, he said build programs the right way was his exact term, and it was bringing in traditional recruits, develop, developing them over time. And he's gotten players out of the transfer portal. We've got Trey White and Scott Clark who are going to play huge roles on this year's team, but he clearly doesn't 
like going all in. He hasn't done it in either of the two years. And unless we get everybody to come back for next season from this year's team, which seems like fantasy land, then we're going to have to use the transfer portal again, and we're going to be having the same exact conversation, assuming that Payne does wind up getting a third year. So it's just, I mean, like these are the storylines that we have to talk about, and it's it's not exactly inspiring confidence when you you know look at the calendar and you realize that we're just six weeks away from the start of the basketball season. Yeah, as long as it's in the, the, the inside the rules, I don't care how you build it. I mean, isn't winning the right way to build it? Yes. I mean, that, that's how you get there is, is moot, right? As long as you're winning in the end. I mean, and not, I mean, not cheating, but you're winning, and I don't see us winning right now. Where are you, and it feels unfair to talk about this before the start of the season, but this is the world that we live in. You know, we're, I feel like we're talking about it less than national people are, but where are you right now with Jerome Tang? Because he's, look, there have been multiple reports that people at UofL Got their eye on him. I mean, as of now, I've, I'm, I've, I've I'm heard. I love Tang. I've I mean, heard that there is some truth to that, at least. You know, it's not like Josh Hurd's got his finger on the the firing button and he's got Jerome Tang on, on the speed <laughs> dial. But I do think that there's some mutual interest there. I mean, you're good with Jerome Tang. I it, it, right now, yeah. Now, I I, I, I don't want to. I want to see year two. Yeah, I, I want. I want to see. Give the, the, the great phrase from from. Uh, Somebody over at uh, Ryan Six Eighty Station, you know, I, I want to see the I want to see the cake bake a little bit more, you know. I, I just thought the year one was great. It was a night, nice, you know. You saw we've seen guys come in and have great kind of early starts and then fizzle out the schedule. I mean, it, it's it's the way of it's the way of things is, and so I, I kind of want to see how he rebounds from this year. It's kind of a whole new team again. I mean, right? I mean, I guess exactly. He lost Noel. He lost Johnson. He lost. I mean, I'm sure he brought in some people off the top of my head. I don't remember off right now, but. Yeah, I want to see how they, how he brings the best out of what he has on this roster right now. Other than that, but short of that, wanting to see, yes, I, I do. I think I made it, last year. I was I was very supportive of Tang. He did, did impress me very much. I kind of got into it with not into it, but I got it back and forth with some friends that are like, we should hire him right now. Like he he is a he's a hot name right now. He's the hot name right now. I mean, he, you know, he, he had a great first year. I'm with you in saying I want to see if he can do it again because, it, you know, maybe it was just a testament to his ability to take all these different people and, and turn them into one cohesive unit and have success like that. Maybe it was just that he inherited one of the best guards in the country, Marquise Noel. Like, can he do it again? You know, they did get Tyler Perry, who we were going after from North Texas. He's going to kind of play that Marquise Noel role. Noel got really hot in the tournament. He shot, he shot threes better in the tournament than he did, I think, all regular. He did. I mean, so, I mean, he did but, but he did. I mean, you know, he was he was still who he was he for the most part. He was he was really good. And they've got, like you said, basically the same situation going into year two, where he went out and, and just killed in the transfer portal. And, and it has Arthur Kaluma from from Creighton. I know he brought over um, a kid from Mississippi State, Cam Carter. Like they've got a bunch of new faces. So if he is the real deal, if he's the genuine artifact, he's going to be able to show it in year two. But I want to see it. Like like you know, they they still lost ten games last year. They did get hot in the NCAA tournament. But they still lost to a team that they probably shouldn't have lost to uh, in the Elite Eight. Like, I'm I'm not willing to just be like, hey, it's it's Jerome Tang or Buss at this point. Like, I, I think you can still we're still Louisville. We're now in a position where, if this doesn't work with Kenny Payne, there's no concern about the NCA stuff. There's no concern about you know the, the future. Like, we should be able to, to attract a very very high level coaching candidate. And if that's Tang, if you know if Kansas State's fantastic again this year, so be it. 
But if it's you know if they have just kind of an average season, I'm not willing to go all in just because he had a nice run in the NCAA tournament and beat Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I mean we Kentucky. I want to see more. That the the the, the worry of being you know, beating Billy Bushman, right? Ex- yeah, yeah. I mean, and those people that know was at A&M for three years. I believe and then for you know, third year was you know Bushman Law and Company that they got him the job. It still was a quick trip to the southern. It was, and he wasn't there. And he wasn't there long. I think I think he was just third. I think he was just three years in Kentucky. I believe I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I want to see. I mean, yeah, I just as of now though, yes, I'm. But here's, I mean, this time in March, is Tank still going to be the hot name? We have I no mean, idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean this no time, clue. A year ago, weren't we wanting all Muslimen? I mean, was Tank was Tang even in the conversation? All Muslimen or notes, right? Yeah. That's the dynamic duo. I mean, did Tang's name even come up until, I mean, even during the season? I mean, I know you and me, you know, we would notice him, and, you know, basketball you know, heads are going to see him and see how he's doing in the in a, in a tough big, big 12, but look at the situation. But uh, he's, I mean, still, the, he wasn't. His name wasn't even coming up, and I don't think even March for the most part. Yeah. No, I mean, he was it was still Muslim. I think there was intrigue around him because he's this lifetime assist. I mean, he's in his fifties; like he, he's an older yeah. head coach. He spent fourteen years as assistant at Baylor, 03 to seventeen. And I think now, I mean, you're seeing Baylor had a little bit of a down year last year relative to their recent standards. And I think that you do kind of realize, like, this guy was instrumental in their development as a program, especially on the defensive end. And if he, you know, played a part in them going from this afterthought in the Big 12 to a national title winner and a team that was a one seed three out of four years, then maybe he does have to do it. But I, I'm with you in saying, like, I want to see more of it. Now, here's talking about this Louisville team. Seal Brown had a good column today in the Courier Journal talking about their, their non-conference schedule. This is statistically the weakest non-conference schedule that Louisville has played, at least preseason-wise, I think in 22 years, something like that. We're – like, you know, we're trying to stack wins. It's pretty, it's pretty obvious what we're, we're going to do. The fact of the matter is, if we beat UMBC and Chattanooga and Coppin State, great. We took care of business. We did what we didn't do last year. We're going to find out about this team, though, in Madison Square Garden. Because you can't fake a performance against Texas. If you are in that game or if, you know, God willing, you win that game, you've done something pretty significant. And you've got a team that can beat just about anybody in the ACC. And then, you know, it was a fluky performance. You'll find out the next game because you're going to play another good team in Indiana or Connecticut. So, like, the, the non-conference schedule being so bad doesn't bother me because there's enough talent on that schedule to where if it's fake juice and we're 3-0 or whatever, we're going to find out. Pretty, and then, you know, of course, you're going to play Kentucky. Um, at DePaul won't be an easy game. should be an easy game, but it won't be. Like, it's – we'll still know. And if we're eight and three, or whatever, or three with, and eight, or with three blowout losses to the only three good teams on our, on our non-conference schedule, then I think that we'll have to see through it a little bit. It will be improvement, but it won't be improvement enough. But the the, the schedule is going to be if we beat UMBC by like fifteen on, on opening night, and we're just like, see, told you, told you, we're good. And like that's, I'll be happy that we won the game by fifteen and looked the way that a team like us should look on opening night against an overmatched America East opponent, but. There's some really bad teams in that non-conference schedule that I'm not sure are we're going to learn a whole lot from how we play against them. Unless we play poorly, in which case it's like, yeah, we're bad again. There's no question about that. I mean, we beat UMBC like you open night like you know like 15. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. I'm gonna be happy. I'm not you know turning 100. You know, this is everything's great and smiling and stuff. But I mean, I'll I'll be happy that you know we we took that small step as I've mentioned. You know. 
before that, the first step you got to take is beat the teams you're supposed to the way you're supposed to. And that's a team that is at Louisville, who Louisville is, whether, you know, Nebraska be damned. You're supposed to beat UMBC that way. So, but I'm not going to sit there. Even if we do that, I'm not going to suddenly believe that it's raining because you're peeing on my shoe and you told me it's raining. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know it's I, – I, I, you've got to see it more than just one game. And, and but I will be excited. I will be nice to have, like, yeah, some for sure. joy for, like, a few days until I probably get ruined by Chattanooga. Absolutely. I mean, no, no question about it. And I, I trust Louisville fans, most Louisville fans, I think, if we have this reputation, we know ball. Like, like, Louisville fans know what good basketball looks like. And it's why it was so annoying last year early in the season when, when you know, some people were like, this is okay, this is fine. I was like, no, like, this is not – anybody who's watched enough basketball over the years knew in that first exhibition game against Lenore Ryan that something was dramatically wrong. And there were some people, maybe that was just their, their optimistic by nature, who were trying to say, well, we're not showing a lot against Lenore Ryan, and we're going to be fine, and this is still going to be a 20-win team. The reality was, like, you knew – very early on that this just was not something was was horribly wrong and if you thought that maybe you could be saved the first three games definitely showed that and, and god love them there were still some people who were like well we're you know we're not showing what we need to show against bellarmine we could have won that game if we wanted to but we're trying to learn and get better along the way and the reality is we won four games like we're gonna know pretty early on if we like simmons college i don't think will tell us anything because they are we, we beat them by 50 with chris mack's first team and we could have beaten them by 100 in that game that won't tell us anything. The second exhibition game against Wesleyan probably will. But even last year's exhibition game did tell us something. It told us to be what, That's what I'm saying. Like we knew how bad we were. But I think Simmons, you, you can be the worst team in Division One. You still can win that game by 25. Um, but but Kentucky-Wesleyan, we'll know a little bit more how we look in that game. And look, these are all coming up in, in, in a month. We have just October 18th is the first exhibition game. October 11th is the red-white scrimmage. October 30th, I think, is the second scrimmage. And then, boom, season's here, November 6th. But UMBC, Chattanooga, Coppin State, these are all teams that we should handle with relative ease. And if we don't, we get a little bit concerned. And if we do, awesome, great, we'll get a little bit excited, and then we'll hold our breath and see what happens uh, in Brooklyn with the Empire Classic. I mean, but Kenny's got to be happy that this is like the football team has taken like the spotlight a little bit, right, since the beginning of the season? I mean, I would be. That's what he wants anyway. Doesn't he like moving in silence? Like, you know, his whole theme of the season is what happens in the shadows type thing. I mean, that's he doesn't need. He, he, going under the radar was, is what he wants. I mean, and so he's probably he's happy, right? I would. I mean, yeah, I, I want. I would want to because here's the thing: you can't win right now. You, you, any news that comes out until you actually start playing games, even if it's positive, a large chunk of the fan base is going to be like, "Well, who cares? Win more games." So, well, if you sign a recruit, it'd be nice. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's that is the one thing that would help if we, if we had some momentum on the 2024 trail. <laughs> That would be. I don't nice. feel like I'm asking for a whole lot, right? I mean, it's somebody who has a like a rivals page would be nice if we could be in on them. I saw Carter Knox today. The other recruiting news, you know, he's been. It's a. We once recruited him, right? We still are, and he, he, long time. It's been billed as this like Louisville versus Kentucky thing, and Louisville versus Kentucky thing, and then today they're like Carter Knox is taking two new visits, and uh, I think it's to Alabama and somewhere else. Alabama, Arkansas. I'm assuming it's Arkansas is the other one, probably. It's got to right? be Arkansas. They take everything from us. I mean, it's just. I think I saw somewhere the other day Arkansas claims they're the home of bourbon. And the Derby. And the Derby. The real Derby is the Arkansas Derby. The Arkansas Derby, Derby yeah. Derby. Oh, it is. Uh, he, he is. Uh, he's talking, yeah, Arkansas. And, and South Florida are actually the two schools that he's now talking about. <laughs> I don't know about South Florida, right? I don't think so. 
That's got to be him doing a favor. Cool that I went to the request of the interview for it and forgot to put the coach's name on it. Who doesn't want a free visit to Canton? Uh, his top eight is Arkansas, Florida State, Kentucky, LSU, Louisville, South Florida, and the G League Ignite. So we have, no, we have no chance, right? It, it feels like he's going to go to Kentucky. I, I mean, mean, whether he goes to Kentucky, G League, or wherever, we have no chance, right? Here's what he said about Louisville. <laughs> we talk about we talk pretty frequently, me and Kenny Payne. He really tells me the same thing. He thinks I can go to the league, turn the Louisville team around, and be a one and done. He thinks since he got my brother to the league, Kevin Knox, then he can get me to the league also. Kentucky had like work out for bro. Kentucky had like five more lines, but they really just want me. They think they can make me a one and done and go to the pros. They think they, they think they can really develop my game and they think I fit their style of play. Cal really loves me and the coaching staff really loves me. When I went there to Lexington, it was a really like a basketball city. Kentucky, that's really all they got. The fans are crazy for Kentucky and the stadium will be packed damn near every game. Mm, not so crazy. About Arkansas, he said Musselman is a really good coach. He told me he wants me to be positionless. He wants to put me on the court and play anywhere. So that's really what he told me. He thinks he can really develop my game. Look, we've we've inferred things from these, like. He didn't tell me he's a one and done? <laughs> no. How dare you, Arkansas. We've inferred things when we've had these stories that on three has done or rivals has done where they, they talk, hey, talk about the teams that you're considering. And we've been pretty much right every single time. This tells me we've gotten this right. The way, yeah, they, the way that he talks about us <laughs> compared to the way he talks about Kentucky and Arkansas, I don't think that we're. We're in the running. It doesn't sound. It, I mean, it hasn't sounded good for a Ken while. Kenny needs to switch it up and talk about something. Like I can teach you French. Emphasize like Lonnie's taste of Chicago. The, yeah. the sandwiches that they have there. Do some, Try something different. I mean, you know what they don't have in Arkansas? A Thornton's. <laughs> Could I interest you in a free refreshing rewards program? Some <laughs> some say it's the Walmart of gas stations. <laughs> we just got a Bucky's Bucky's recently. We did. We had a Jack in the Box. Within driving distance. <laughs> We've opened a Jack in the Box here. Come on. All right, that's enough basketball. We have DoorDash. We'll take a break. We'll take some texts after the break. We also have some notes. A big day of Louisville football when it comes to awards. Duar Jordan cleaning up. Jack Plummer cleaning up. A lot of national attention for the cards coming into this week's game against NC State as more and more people are starting to notice, hey, Louisville's undefeated. That's pretty cool. Let's talk more about it. We'll talk more about them after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Jason here with AirServe, and I have an offer you can't refuse. For this month only, get a complete system installed for only $69.95. This is not a gimmick, and there are no hidden costs. That's right. Get a complete system for $69.95 installed. Hurry up and call today to set up your appointment before we are totally booked. Go to AirServe.com and schedule your appointment today. Remember, stay cool, stay comfortable, stay AirServe. Here's what you missed on Kentucky Roll Call. Is Hall of Fame head coach John Calipari. Recruiting is the talk of the town. What message would you tell UK fans that are getting excited about an upcoming class? Well, you know, I, I think we've, you know, kids want to play here. They want to be here. They want to, uh, they understand the culture. But they know coming in what this is and what it isn't. It's about developing young people, be ready, and developing a team. It's both. And having people watch your team and say, wow, that is so enjoyable to watch. Man, they play hard and they play together. That's developing teams. The other part is developing individual players. 
and we've done that from John Wall to Eric Bledsoe all the way to Oscar Sheebway developing players. But you got to do both. And so all I can say is we're recruiting the best players. Kentucky Roll Call, weekdays 7 and on, on the Big X Sports Radio. Crack Sporting Goods is Southern Indiana's team sports specialist and is your local Adidas team product dealer. Crack specializes in outfitting your team, organization, club, or business in apparel, hard goods, and accessories from Adidas and many others. Kratz offers fundraising opportunities for your team, organization, or club through online web stores. Let our friendly staff get you started today by calling 812-282-5400 or visit and shop at our website at kratzsports.com. If you own a business, you know how important it is to have a strong relationship with your bank. Republic Bank has proudly served businesses across our communities for more than 40 years, and we've had their backs the whole time. We offer a variety of business deposit accounts and loan options, along with a team of experienced bankers who will take the time to understand your unique needs and financial goals. Choose the bank that has your back. Republic Bank, the easy bank for business. Visit republicbank.com. Member FDIC. One of your favorite childhood memories is probably those visits to your local bakery and all those wonderful aromas fresh out of the oven. Chances are that bakery was Williams Bakery, 1051 North Clark Boulevard, Clarksville. Open seven days a week, Williams Bakery is Clark County's only remaining full-service bakery. Stop by so they can serve you. Or phone Ernie Polston and his dedicated staff at 284-2867. That's 284-2867. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right, and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled. It's prompt. The team's the epitome of professionalism. (laughs) You know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Sound as distorted talking with the music. You do not. I think I think we can get back to singing. Do some Patsy Cline there for me. I love I don't know why. Here's this is the weird reference, and, and you might get this reference. You okay. Might be the only one. Like two things I think of when I think of Patsy Cline. One I think of uh, Coal Miner's Daughter with Beverly being killed. But the one reference that I don't know why it comes to my mind is the movie The Craft. When, I enjoy The Craft. And, and I know you like The Craft. That's how I'm, I don't know if you've got this reference. Like. Um, the one that played Nancy, like the mom when like the canoe of a trailer or whatever. Right. And when she gets to like the apartment, she's like, I have a jukebox. It plays nothing but Patsy Klein. I love it. It's like play 
I don't know why. That's where my mind goes when I catch a client. I think of that that trailer park mom and her her reaching the the, the pinnacle of her life by getting a jukebox to play something by Patrick Lyons. I didn't remember that reference, but I love it. <laughs> that's where my mind goes. <laughs> we were on a uh, I was on a bachelor party one time, like hung over the day after the first day, and like one of my buddies, we were like flipping through in the hotel room, like flipping through the guide. And he just like kept saying the craft's on, like, and nobody would like would like pay attention. And I was like, I'll watch the craft. And so now every time the craft's on, he just texts me and just goes, "The craft's on." Craft's on. <laughs> craft's on. I saw a movie in theaters. <laughs> me and my friend Robbie cut glass. I went to go see that in the theaters. <laughs> Some of the worst, not the worst movie. The worst, still to this day, the worst movie I ever cut. Go to go see was Congo. It's got to be. Uh, I saw Congo was bad. Like I, I saw mean, Charlie Angels two full throttle in theaters. <laughs> Well, I mean, not. I mean, you, did you cut school to go see? No. See, the, one of the perks of being at Wagner was, other than no one cared if you left no school. No one cared if you left school. That was perk number one. Perk number two was you had Bill Jate around the corner. So like that, oh, yeah. that would be something I would do. Like, and I think the movie started at like eleven thirty. Was like usually the first movie. So you know, I'd get to school late because I'd go to Hardy's for breakfast. You know, make pop in. You know, say hi to some people. And then bounce and go over to Bill Jate and watch a couple movies that I was supposed to be getting, air quote, out of school. I drive past Wagner at all hours, and at all hours, they're just kids just walking around aimlessly outside of camp. And well, that, that's part all, of all I can think of is, like, that was Trevor. That was, this is Trevor 25 years ago. It's who, they're carrying on his tradition. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Jack Plummer. Plummer getting some accolades after his gigantic performance against Boston College. I didn't realize if you, like, if you dive into the numbers a little bit more deeply, just how good he was. I mean, 18 of 21 for 388 yards with five touchdowns speaks volumes already. But in on passes where, and look, the deep ball has been a concern for Jack Plummer. If there's been one that we've talked about, we've talked about it pretty much after every single game, it was can he hit on these, these open throws down the field at a high enough clip for us to put up the numbers that we need to against really, really good teams. On Saturday, at least, he threw six passes that were in the air for at least 20 yards. On those six passes, he was five of six for 222 yards and three touchdowns. That's unreal. On he, I don't remember which one he missed. He threw – there was one that I think he was, was a little underthrown early in the game. Okay. There was seven times on passing plays where he was blitzed. Against the blitz, he was six of seven, 127 yards, two more touchdowns. Middle of the field throws, 13 of 13, 286 yards, four touchdowns. That's – Good, to put it mildly. Those are outrageous numbers. And as a result, he picked up uh, two National Quarterback of the Week honors, which is deserving, multiple National Quarterback honors for Jack Plummer. Um, He was named the Davey O'Brien Award Grade 8 Award winner and the Manning Award Star of the Week as well. Uh, These are two of the big quarterback awards that go out at the end of the season. They both named him the best quarterback of the week. Also, Pro Football Focus, they grade – Everything, I don't know how it works, but they graded Jack Plummer as the highest-rated quarterback for week four in college football. He was like a 93.8. I don't know how you can be better than what he was. But Jack Plummer starting to get a little bit of national recognition after the best game of his college career thus far. I think it's, uh, it's deserved. I concur. You know how you had a good week offensively, though, is when you have a quarterback getting all these accolades and then another player who's not involved in the passing game winning a National Player of the Week award, which is Jawar Jordan, who brought home the Horning Award National Player of the Week today. He did get the 75-yard screen pass. He did. Technically, yeah. He was involved in the passing game. He helped out a lot. First play of the second half. Mm -hmm. But also, 
had a pretty damn good game on the ground. He did. He, did. he, he held his own, though. He was on the Jim Rome show this afternoon as well. Yeah. A little bit of national love. I mean, it just feels like Louisville still not in the top 25, still not nationally ranked, still not being talked about a whole lot as some of these other 4-0 teams. But finally, people are starting to look at the, you know, the remaining unbeatens and saying, you know, Louisville, they used to play some pretty good football before Scott Satterfield ruined the program. I got no problem with being delayed in terms of our appreciation. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to get too pumped. I mean, for now, I'm, I'm pumped, but I think now we win Friday. I think we see a sneak into that 25 area probably. Cause Maybe. That also I guess, depends on who in that 20 area loses as I mean, well. Think but. about it, like We're behind Kentucky. Kentucky plays Florida this week, right? They're favored at Florida, too, aren't they? Yeah. So if they beat Florida, I can't imagine that people would jump us over them just because we won on the road against NC State. Like, you know, we'll have to – I think we would need a little bit of help to jump into the top 25. But – if we beat, well, neither does NC State. I'm sure. I, I, if we beat NC State, it's kind of like the appetizer where people are like, we need to talk more about Louisville. And then if you beat Notre Dame in a national spotlight game in two Saturdays, that's when the hype really starts up. And you're 6-0, and and you, you know, people will start talking about that Duke game as a, a showdown game. I mean, think about the storylines for that. If Duke is you know, unbeaten in conference play, still nationally ranked, who cares what they do against Notre Dame, and we're you know 7-0, all the talk that week will be, like, people thought Florida State-Clemson was going to be the ACC game of the year. This is really the ACC game of the year. Like, that'll be the easy narrative that people will start spinning, and that will be a whole lot of fun to get excited about. But, you know, again, one step at a time. I think we're starting to finally get some people who are like, eh, I'm keeping my eyes on them. They're in the peripheral. Uh, but if you win Friday, then all of a sudden you get a lot of eyeballs on you on Saturday. But, you know, one step after the other. It doesn't really matter if you lose to NC State next week. Well, the Notre Dame game will still be a lot of fun. It'll still be a big deal for people around here, but it won't have quite the cachet nationally that a 5-0 and Louisville team hosting that game would. So let's get the job done on Friday. You know, if I told you like two, three years ago from this show, Greg Mike, that Louisville at one point in the ACC might be one of the better teams the rest of the Pac-12, would you believe me? No. I'd be, well, I mean, you know, every now and then every team can be good. I, would, I, would, I guess I would take that approach. But yeah, but Duke looks like and they look like they're the real deal. We'll find out more about them as time goes on. But they, they have they have looked very, very good. I mean, since we've been in the ACC, they've actually been solid. They've been fine, yeah. Cutcliffe always has them. You know, they're, they're not terrible, except for the, you, how we played them a couple of years ago. But I mean, since we've been in the ACC, I think they have more nine-win seasons than we do. Do they really? How many do we have since we've been? They've had two. I think we just have our very first year. They, they No, we, went, no we, went, we won nine games in 2014. And 2016, the Mars Heisman year, we were nine and one. I keep my year before we got here, they won ten games. So that was a, that was the game that crowded team, I think. Yeah. Say what? Doesn't count. Doesn't I did yeah, right. Since 14, though, they've won nine. They've won nine twice and eight, one, two, two eights and two nines. So we're tied in terms of you know, eight and nine win seasons. We won. That was losing. <laughs> Not exactly where we wanted to be, but they have had they have had two losing seasons, three, four losing. Seasons. We've just had the two. Yeah, they had the one bad year in 2012, too, but since then they were 29 and 22. I guess technically we have three if you count Satterfield's third year when we went 6-6 six and six and then lost to Air Force in the bowl game. But that was a bad team. Yeah, that, that was when they, they lost the um, the lawsuit deal. And, and Ted Roof was the one that was our defensive coordinator for like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I think he won like two games in four years there. We got him after the Georgia game, though, right? I thought, or did he leave us and I think he left us to go to Georgia. He went to Duke in 04. He was on that Crag Georgia squad. When did Crag Georgia come? 07. Oh, no, because he came to Georgia in 2004. He 
came in after that probably. Probably right. Because he was at Duke. He was at Duke in 07 and won one in eleven. He mu- we must have got him. Yeah, that had to have been like a Boston thing. Yeah. But he never actually played. No, no, he okay. didn't. He was he was at like the introduction thing. But I actually interviewed a six and forty five head coaching record is that good? <laughs> How did he get four years? I did. I interviewed him and like before I could even post it on the website, he, he left. <laughs> I was like, what the? Why, what do I even do with this? Like, how do I do? I still put up the article. I don't know. Like, I, I never did. I never posted. I was like, what? What's the point? <laughs> Speaking of the ACC in general, six undefeated teams from the conference through four weeks. It's only happened. A conference has only had six or more undefeated teams through four weeks twice in the AP poll era, which dates back to 1936. The 2012 SEC, which was God's gift to football that year. Um, they had six teams that started 4-0. Now, it's a little bit of a misleading stat because most times you're going to have teams that play a conference game before then. You know, we played two already, so Georgia Tech couldn't be undefeated with us, neither could Boston College. But North Carolina, 4-0 for the first time since 1997. They've won two non-conference games over Power 5 opponents, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Duke and North Carolina, 4-0 at the same time for the first time ever. Syracuse, 4-0 in consecutive seasons now for the yeah. first time since 1959 and 60. If you got to be Syracuse going 4-0, you can't get excited, right? I mean, I w- how many times has Dino Babers like gone, started like 3-4, 3 or 4-0, and then just ended up 5-7? and seven? Well, just last year was the uh, – that, that was the big one. Because typically he's not good enough to get to – Oh, my bad. Start, yeah. Did I give too much credit there, buddy? Sorry, Dino. <laughs> last year, yeah, they started off, what, 5-0 and and ended up 6-6? 7-6, six and six. Um, seven and six, yeah. Well, they six and six regular season. They Louisville four and zero for the first time since twenty sixteen. Miami four and zero. I mean, it's it's Florida State, of course, is four and zero as well. It's looking like a a, a solid conference. The, the non conference we performed pretty well in. Beat some SEC teams. I think we were five and two against the SEC, which is not for nothing. Uh, Jim Phillips said, whether you like it or not, the narrative starts to get set with how you play in the non-conference. I'm really proud of the way that we started the season with more opportunities left. Look at the ACC. Go ACC. Stronger than ever is what I'm saying, Coach Phillips. I believe you. Uh, 502-414-1450, Thornton Sex Line. We'll take a couple of texts here. Texas says, the butt dial from Cincy to TK may have actually been a cry for help from Satterfield to help figure out what play to run on second and long. I think if Scott Satterfield was going to somebody for help, Trevor would be far down that list. Maybe, well, maybe he, he listened to the show. He's like, I need help. He loves the show. I mean, I know Kenny Payne was listening to the show. He referenced me in press conferences about me and you. He did. That's exactly what happened. You don't believe it. I know he I know he was talking about me in that press conference. <laughs> you can deny it all you want. But Kenny knows. God knows he was talking about me. Texas says, since so many of us, including myself, didn't get to hear yesterday's episode, can you give us some spark notes of your takeaways from the BC game? I mean, I, I guess I should. I think, I mean, I, I'm going to call Scoots after the show and see and figure out how he did in the, in the podcast. You know, I have to better think he's better than I am. So. Okay. Scoots, Scoots takes care of everything. He's like the he's the brother-in-law that's like the handyman. you got to call him in. It's, it hurts the pride a little bit, but you gotta, you got to do what you got to do. Poor Scoots. He needs these things. Uh, I mean, I don't want to dive too deeply into the takeaways from yesterday. That was yesterday's show. But I, I was happy. I mean, I, I think the only nitpicky thing that I had was the the amount of times where it seemed like Castellanos had too long to throw and then guys who were wide open downfield. I think that's something that needs to get cleaned up. I do think you can chalk up at least a little bit of that to 
how far ahead we were when that uh, when their offense was playing. Not that we were like just loafing, but maybe subconsciously there's something to it. And also the offense is scoring so quick, and the defense was not having much time on the sidelines. But it, I, I do think it's a, a little bit concerning. I mean, the old other takeaways: Plummer, really good. Jawar Jordan, really good. Jamari Thrash, really good. Uh, doing cartwheels in the middle of plays, really good. I defended the use of the the trick play at the end of the first half. I think it was it was fine to use it and not quote unquote save it for somebody later in the season. Uh, and we kind of expanded on that for about an hour. So that was that was a good thing. And I think Trevor and I were in pretty much agreement. It's a yeah. twenty-eight point win over a conference opponent. There's not going to be a whole lot that you're not happy about. Yeah, I couldn't find any. You were you were nitpicking the nitpicks. Yeah, I asked you for a nitpick and you gave me nothing. You really didn't have anything. You were like, I mean, sort of maybe not pulling out the maybe maybe saving the trick play or something, but other than that, it looks good. I read some of the Boston College sites after the game and they're all like they're done with Jeff Hafley. They're, they're ready to move on. They're like, We're not ready to play anymore. I'm like, Oh, I don't miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss that at all. He ain't been in that long, has he? Um I think this is his fifth mm-hmm. year, fourth year. He came in in twenty twenty, what a he, I mean, he was God's yeah, gift to football when he first year, came yeah. in. And he, he was like the hot name in, in coaching. I mean, he's been I mean, six wins, six wins, three wins last year. They're definitely regressed. Yeah, it didn't help. He was banked on Sherkowitz or whatever his name is. He's awful. He's, he's bad, bad. Yeah, no, he's not good. Well, where's he at now, too? He's Pitt? Yeah, he's uh, Yeah, I saw they were announcing something about the other day. I was watching what game I was watching. Like, Pitt, he's having some issues with quarterbacks. Sherkowitz is having some time, like, adjusting to being a Pitt. I'm like, he had trouble adjusting at Boston College. He had trouble adjusting another day. Right, he was like an NFL. I think he clearly had trouble adjusting past high school. I mean, two years ago, people were talking about him being like one of the first quarterbacks taken in the draft. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a big arm. He just has no idea where it's going. You know it's going to go well when after the first game, you're calling out the fans for booing you. That's, that, that's <laughs> how you know you're going to have a great season. Your first game as a pit quarterback. Uh, Texter says, how awful was Tom Allen's post-game chant in the locker room? We talked about it yesterday. Yeah, did, we did, did, that you, came up. did you watch the video? I have not seen it. Oh, it's it's so bad. Yeah. Scoot says they do it after every game. I've never seen this before. If they do How it after Scoot every game. Scoot doesn't watch Indiana football. If they do it after every game, they should have never let that video get out. Because they publicized it, and it was a horrible misstep. Because the entire world was like, what the hell is this? I do love how I do the call-in shows. And, like, granted, my reference, self-reference is, like, three shows right now this year. But the same four people called in all three shows. Like, no one else, no one knew, no one missed the show, but the same four people. It was like, Fan base. It was like Truth, Glenn, um, I can't remember the other dude's name from Indianapolis, and then there was another, I forget, I can't remember the other guy's name. But they, it was like the same four people called in all at the same time. Like, Antoine Randall. <laughs> Read those three guys, and then Twan. <laughs> Twan. Welcome back into the show, Twan. Fire Tom Allen. Uh, all three of the four were fired Tom Allen. Tom Allen's buyout's like $20 million right now, by the way. That's too much. That's like, entirely what, too much. What in the world did they think like somebody was going to actually come after Tom Allen for that? I mean, that was a thought. When? Two years ago when they were, when he took made Indiana a top 15 team. Yeah, he's the best. He's the first team that would like they'd have the offensive coordinators and everything. A $20 million buyout. That's, that's although, insane. Although, hold on. It's only if he's fired before December 30th, 2023. If they wait until after December 30th, 2023, it falls all the way down to $4 million. He's going to hit midnight like, Tom. <laughs> we hadn't decided yet. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they're going to fire no, him no, the 30th. They're going to tell him the 30th, like, you're safe. Dude, you're safe. Buy that house. You're good. What, what time is it? 12.01. Tom, we need to talk. <laughs> Happy New Year, Tom. And then they can hire Will Stein. Here's $4 million. 
Texture says uh, Clark County has a one-week fall break. It used to be two weeks. Next year, it's a few days. They love changing the calendar every year. Super cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Give me something. I, I need some stability. That's all we're asking for, right? Texas says, I didn't have school that day, uh, parent-teacher conferences, but I never knew what the teacher would tell my parents. It was always, again, it was always awful. Just, I never, even when I thought it was going to go well, I, just, I don't want to be there when my teachers and my parents are talking about the way that I am. At the beginning, I mean, you, you kind of want to be there maybe to help, like, like, step in, though, right? Maybe, like, you tell them the truth, and you're like, no, it really wasn't that bad, Mom, I promise. Like, defend myself? Yeah, like, you know, you know like, well, you know, we left him alone, you know, with the, the, the school, the, the class pet, and now it's dead. Like, it was, it was dying before he left, Mom, I promise. I think I've told a story about how in eighth grade I purposely <laughs> told my parents the wrong date for, for parent-teacher conferences. I would do that. So it was, it was a willing lie. Like, like, they used to always do it so that my sister was going to the same school as I was. And they would do it so, like, the, the, the siblings were staggered, right? So, like, she would go at... 5.30, and I would go at 5.45. And I noticed that we were on different dates. And so I generally think it was a screw-up by the school. But so, like, you know, my parents will fully, like, fully believe that I was, like, on the same day as my sister. And so my day came and went, and the teachers were like, why didn't your parents show up at parent-teacher time? I'm like, oh, I just assumed it was the same day. And so I didn't ha- – and I kind of knew it was bad. I did, this was when I was, like, full-on, I'm ready for high school. I'm not trying at all. Like, I'm just, you know. In the middle of puberty, just I hate everything. Everything sucks. I'm Been not going to do anything. Yeah, this was it was terrible. I think I had two C's, two D's, and two F's at this point in the middle of the, the trimester. My mom would give me a high five for that. God, and so like they they like they didn't have like the full on parent teacher conference, but they did like my parents did come in get my grades, and I've never been. It was it was the worst pouring out of my entire lifetime. Like my dad just laid into me when we got home. It was terrible. It was it was pretty brutal. But he didn't still, go Danny's dad on you, did he? Uh, it was pretty bad, but still better than actually having to sit there and have my teacher talk about it when I was in. I was like, at the end of the day, I knew it was going to be bad. Still, kind of feels like a win. I still feel like I came out ahead here. I think I made the right move. Yeah, just, you never got spanked, did you? Oh, I did. I can't remember actually. I think I think that's what led to the Danny story one day. Is what I actually had. Never. It wasn't very often. I was a pretty good kid. Like I, I really, I didn't really get in any trouble until I got to like that 13, 14, 15. Yeah, it's hard to spank your kids. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like I mean, I got I, I, my dad I would have if he could have gotten away with it. That was that was that a belt or just a just open hand or? Oh, it was open hand from then on. Okay, I, I was pretty. I remember. I only remember it happening a few times. But again, I was pretty. I was a, most of my I was a rule follower. But even when I was young, it's like my mo- poor mom was like I was like I was nine already bigger than she was anyway. Yeah. So I'm mean, not gonna do much better. Yeah, but she but she pull up the back show on my better butt. That's for yeah. sure. I couldn't eat a pancake until I was like twenty. Texas Mike, I went to 12 years Catholic school in Louisville. We never had to go to parent-teacher conferences unless requested by the teacher. No, we. I mean, I went to Catholic school too. We always had to, and my friends now all have kids in Catholic schools, and they, they definitely have to go. Oh, they need to. Yeah, my my buddy had his his kid was just a first year at Holy Trinity, and like they went to parent-teacher conferences and they just didn't bring him, and they were like, oh, the kid's supposed to be. They had no idea. They so they made up a lie like, oh, he's not feeling very well. But yeah, we always had to be there when I was going. At least it. I don't know. I don't remember. I went to public school for the first two thirds of it. I don't remember that, but I remember at Holy Trinity you definitely had to be there. Clear throat. Not not nearly as much. As I can hear that one coming. Texas, what is going on with the intros today, Trev? Is this your love letter to porch cam girl? Go get her. Say anything, style dude. <laughs> also, I'm screaming, and you guys both sound fine. Do we sound better on the stream than we do the normal radio? I guess so. I mean, well, the I remember yesterday, my buddy and 
Then he said we sounded great, and we probably should come to the screening. The guys in Ireland were loving us. Yeah. And yes, there is the theme. Does uh, I mean? You, I'm assuming you figured out the theme already. I haven't been paying attention. Bitch. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know Patsy. You Fox. yell. You yell at me when I don't pay attention, but I, you, you're allowed to do it, and I'm supposed to like be okay with it. That's us talking to each other, <laughs> not the music. As I'm getting ready to talk and start segments, but I, Patsy Klein, I know she was. She was the last one. That, that she, she was the last one. Good job. Crazy. Yes, that's right. That's correct. Texas says this audio should inspire Mike to do his Mickey Mouse voice. Trevor can play some old Steamboat Willie and me, Mickey Mouse music in the background <laughs> while Mike says the Satterfield post-game nonsense in his Mickey Mouse voice. Radio Gold, you'll both be wearing gold-plated diapers. <laughs> I almost want to do the Bobby voice. You've got to remember that my Bobby voice. Your Bobby Oklahoma voice. has been winning Big 12 championships for a long time. This is our first game in the conference. And I think we handled ourselves pretty well. You should be proud of the way that we played today. That's Mickey Mouse, Satterfield. Satterfield. Now, I don't know about that <laughs> offense. Hey, they beat, they beat up on Auburn this week. They did beat up on Auburn pretty good. That was more about their defense than it was their offense. Like, by, so by the way, I, I, don't, I don't watch, like, the huddle on ACC Network very much. But I guess I had it on. You're the one. <laughs> All the kids these days are just talking about the ACC Network huddle. All the, the huddle is the scuttle. Like the, the, the 2023 TLC, TLC, TLC or whatever it's called. Guess who what Jordan Cornette said. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I turned it on. So Saturday I had it on. I don't know. I, I just put it on just for a minute. Cause I, I thought maybe I could see some you know, little highlights or something. Like, I like Mark Rick, but did he have like a giant stroke or something? He actually did. Did he? Okay, good. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, he doesn't need to really be out there, I don't think. He's got, he needs serious help. Yeah, like, he's trying to make sense. I'm like, I felt mean him being out there. I got, I like, he's got Parkinson's, I believe. Yeah, he needs, I mean, I'm not, yeah, and I'm trying to be totally fine. I'm just like saying, he probably take him off TV. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the thing is they, they had him on and they feel it's, it's kind of like the Corso deal where it's like, they have to kind of go on their own terms. So they're, I think, I think most people watching are aware that he's been dealing with. It's pretty obvious, right? I mean, the only reason they came to my mind was because you brought up A&M and his, I guess, Max Johnson played for them. And they were, I just made me think about it because they were talking to him about it when he was on the sidelines. Yeah, Rick also is apparently a nice student. So I'm sure oh, I have no problem. I didn't mind him as a coach either. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I enjoyed when he coached for them. George, George just got you know tired of that being consistently 10-9 with him in season, so he wanted more. Nice problem to have. And look, they, they ended I up think I think it worked out, didn't it? People yeah. gave him all sorts of crap. I remember saying it on the back to back national. Title. I remember saying it on the radio show when it happened because you know it was the national thing. Was like, how can you possibly? You know, why can how can ten wins not be good enough? And I was like, at some point, yeah, you've got to just like swing. And if you fall flat on your face, so be it. But like you, like the point of sports is to win championships. And if you're that close but never getting over that threshold, then you need to at least make an attempt to do something different. And I, I thought I thought it was the right move at the time, even if it didn't work. And clearly, it's worked out well. It's a ballsy move. It is for sure. I mean, he was, he I mean it takes a lot of guts to do. I mean, he was never yeah. going to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, he's he, always going to be good. I think but he, he ever went less than eight games. I think maybe in his first season only or something. I mean, he was. I mean, he was like Clemson before Dabo got going. You know, now kind of like Clemson now. How they're going to be eight, nine, ten wins every year, but never better. I told you, Clemson. Clemson may not be. They may lose like three or four games. No, actually, yeah, he had, he had one losing year his entire season there. He was 6-7 in 2014. 
right, we'll take our, our uh, last break of this hour. We'll come back. Five o'clock hours on the way next. We will hear more from you guys on the Thornton text line. You guys have a lot of text there at 502-414-1450. A couple other topics to get to, and then we'll look ahead to the night that will be in sports. The Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeffersonville, W230CK, Jeffersonville. Hello, this is Mayor Jeff Gahan. I want to wish all the Normia High School football players, coaches, cheerleaders, parents, and fans a great football season. Normia is an active and healthy city, and our newly rebuilt Parks Department has programs, leagues, and activities that will keep you healthy throughout the entire year. If you get some downtime from cheering on the Bulldogs, I hope you'll drop by one of our city parks. You'll have lots of fun and improve your health and happiness at the same time. When it's game time, I hope to see you on the sidelines, cheering on our New Albany Bulldogs. The smell of perfectly baked pizza and the sounds of the big game are what you'll find at Boomba's Pizza and Watch Bar in the Highlands, J-Town, Westport Village, Elizabethtown, and Jeffersonville. Boomba's has served its award-winning menu for over 24 years. It's everything a football fan could want before, during, or after a big game. Hot subs, calzones, cheesy pasta bakes, a fantastic kids' menu, or a famous pizza creation. Boomba's is crafted for you. We hope to see you soon for lunch or dinner at Boomba's. Here's a romantic warning from the Securities Division of the Indiana Secretary of State. Scammers are posing as potential romantic partners on dating apps and social media. It may sound innocent, getting to know you and such, but before long, scammers are asking you for money. They might avoid meeting in person or even brag about their wealth. Unfortunately, victims have lost millions, so don't let scammers play with your emotions and steal from you. Keep your guard up. This message sponsored by the Office of the Indiana Secretary of State. There is not a better feeling to have a smile on your face after getting your car serviced. That's how it works at Consolidated Tire and Auto Care. Serving Kentuckiana for over three decades, fixing brakes, putting tires on, and servicing your car. And now, from a new and improved location at 3305 Preston Highway. Want to get your car running right and keep it that way? Get to Consolidated Tire and Auto Care, 3305 Preston Highway. Got a question? You can call them at 456-2220. Consolidated Tire and Auto Care, total car care, and the best brake job. In town. Here's what you missed on Kentucky Roll Call. Is Hall of Fame head coach John Calipari. Recruiting is the talk of the town. What message would you tell UK fans that are getting excited about an upcoming class? Well, you know, I, I think we've, you know, kids want to play here. They want to be here. They want to, uh, they understand the culture. But they know coming in what this is and what it isn't. It's about developing young people. Are you ready? And developing a team. It's both. And having people watch your team and say, wow, that is so enjoyable to watch. Man, they play hard and they play together. That's developing teams. The other part is developing individual players. And we've done that from John Wall to Eric Bledsoe all the way to Oscar Sheebway, developing players. But you've got to do both. And so all I can say is we're recruiting the best players. Kentucky Roll Call, weekdays 7 to 9 on the Big X Sports Radio.
Matt Dennison here inviting you to join me weekdays at 11 a.m. for the Hoosier Report. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, interviews with prominent figures in Kentuckiana sports, and discussion of other sports topics important to Southern Indiana. That's the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Weekdays at 11 a.m. on the home for the Hoosiers, 1450 WXBW. Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled, it's prompt, the team's the epitome of professionalism. <laughs> you know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. Crazy, what can I say? Uh, do you get to hear, do you hear the spots playing in there at all? Yes. You hear, I guess it's a new spot. I've never heard it before on our, on our station. I didn't hear that. I wasn't listening then. So, right after the Scoot spot played, was the PSA spot that played about romantic warnings in Indiana. Whoa. Be aware that people will text and act like they they like, they know you and will no. attempt to fall in love with you, but then ask you for money. No. Was, I'm like, there's no way that I've never heard this on our station. I mean, this just started playing. Did Scoots land a sponsor based <laughs> on his own personal experience? It's listed in the log under temporary PSA romantic warnings. <laughs> like and it played right after, right after Scoots did his, uh, That's his, too perfect. his golf spot. None of our embarrassing stories have ever landed us a new sponsor. I mean, yeah, I still can't even get Arby's a sponsor, and I still eat there. Arby's, remember, they made, they made the DJX move. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Stomping all over them. Yes, I don't know. Cause I, I, I know. I don't know if you heard me laugh. Cause I, as soon as I heard that, I just started laughing out loud. That's incredible. I, could, I couldn't tell you. Like, I, I need to find a way in which I can play this spot that you can hear. Because if it plays during another break, I'll let you know. Because keep your ears open for what we're calling now the Scoots PSA. I love it. Uh, this is the 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. If you're asking questions about where yesterday's podcast were, uh, so where, what, where, <laughs> where it is. We don't know. Uh, direct all your complaints to Trevor Kelsey at BigXSportsRadio.com. Oh, good grief. Or at Trevor Kelsey <laughs> on Twitter. Good grief, people. We'll figure it out. We'll remind our Jeff Brown radio show coming your way tonight, 7 to 8 on 970 WGTK. If you want to make it out there in person, it's always at the Roosters in Fern Creek. Stop by there. 
wish Coach Brom well uh, on his Friday night trip to Raleigh and then congratulate him on being 4-0. I assume Trump is hanging out with Kid Rock today. Is that why it's called Putting Him on the Stuff today? Uh, I believe Trump just got – I've got seized. I've got Trump. I've got Kid Rock. I believe that the – Chevy Chase is trending. The, the civil case against him and his son, they found out that he has been defrauding, uh, providing false financial statements for a debt. Cancel Stars is, is, is trending. I, I was like, I wonder what they did. Turns out they, they're, they're, it's actually trending because they canceled the, the wrestling show today. Oh, they have a wrestling show? There, there's a show yeah, it was a show called Heels. Uh, I think I've heard of that. took forever for season two to come out because of some kind of distribution issue. And season two just wrapped up last week. Ends on a cliffhanger that where the, the main guy does a shooting star press, and he, he's like, I can't feel my legs. And that's how uh, it got in. And, and that, apparently they canceled the show, though. That sucks. I was kind of I was really starting to get into it a little bit, too. I'm kind of mad about that. It does suck. Mm. It also sucks, too, because nobody will start. I, I can't start watching shows when I know that they end up with, like, a non-conclusive yeah, finish. And, and then you know me. I normally don't watch shows in live time. But this was kind of a and, – and if you're not really – if you're not a wrestling fan, you probably wouldn't have liked it as much. I think the, the wrestling aspect of it kind of, you know, Help me get into more of the storylines and the characters than I would have if I wasn't a wrestling fan. But it was I mean, for wrestling fans. I think would have enjoyed it. Okay, if, you're, if you especially if you like the kind of ins and outs of wrestling, it's about a small wrestling you know uh, territory down in, in, in Georgia. You kind of doing the thing. So. You love the territories. I do love the territories. By the way, why was Dugan hanging out with Al Snow last night? Dugan sent us both a picture of him just partying with Al Snow. Like, oh yeah, Dugan of all people who makes fun of wrestling all the time. Now he's hanging out with Al Snow. Where were they? I think that was from uh, from Louder Than Life. Oh, was it? I know Dugan went to a couple days out there. I know he didn't go to all of them. I think he went to a few of them. We could ask Patrick, but he's, you know, he's, you know, he's coming up with, the, uh, with uh, Strabo and Ennis right now on the day. <laughs> doing his ESPN Magic Pool performance. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Absolute man. traitor. But at least Jacob stayed inside the station when he ditched us. He did, and then apologized yeah. know, 10 months later. I mean... <laughs> Appreciated. I forgave him when he rolled me around on the, the golf scramble. He was fine. That's when he apologized too. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Patrick's not. I mean, now he's he ditched the station. He ditched his own family. Oh, I meant to say this yesterday. We have to give uh, congratulations. I saw this on Instagram. Uh, intern Jenna engaged. Really? I didn't see. Her. There's no way she still listens to the show. But congrats, How's she to Jenna. She engaged that fast. She wasn't. She wasn't dating somebody when she left her, was she? Um, I don't think so. I don't think we. I mean, I don't think I ever asked her about her dating life. I guess I didn't. I mean, I knew she had roommates, but I guess I never really. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I ever brought it up either. But I just saw, yeah, on Instagram, she uh, she announced she's, she's engaged. Look, yeah, this is where Big X. I told you we find love here. It's just a matter of you and Scoots need to take more of an aggressive approach. If you're a female and you want to get engaged, come work at Big X Sports Radio. We have a 100 percent success rate thus far. I mean, I'm like good luck Chuck over here. <laughs> <laughs> Except you know, I'm, I wasn't good luck. Wasn't that Dane? Hook or whatever it was, who also just got engaged yesterday <laughs> to a like a twenty-four year old. <laughs> did anyone? Be, was there? Has there been a, can, a comic more popular for being hated than Dane Cook? No, I don't think so. But the, the headline yesterday that I saw was it was like Dane Cook, fifty-one, gets engaged to longtime girlfriend, whatever her name is, twenty-four. I'm like, how long time are we talking here? Because she's twenty-four. <laughs> I'm like, can't be that long, <laughs> or. We're talking about something that he's 51, she's 24? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they've been, apparently been dating a long time. Well, hopefully no more than five years. Uh, yeah, that's, that was kind of the kind of the joke there. Kind of the joke there. 
Uh, Kelly Dickey put the stat out there. We've been singing the praises of Jack Plummer today, who's picking up a ton of national awards, starting to get more and more national recognition. Just how good has he been through four games? His passing efficiency rating of 189.77 is sixth in all of college football right now and is eight points higher than the L season record, which was set by Stephon LaFour's back in 2004. He has passed a rating that season was 181.74, which led all of college football. Now, there is a slight caveat. Malik Cunningham in 2019, his passer rating was 194.45, but he fell one pass attempt short of the minimum to qualify. So still, Jack Plummer, through four weeks, remarkably efficient, remarkably accurate, putting up big-time numbers, but not doing so at the because he's just throwing the ball 45 times a game and, and completing 26-27. I mean, he put up massive numbers last week and only attempted 21 passes. He's been awfully good so far, and, and obviously he's coming off the best performance of his career thus far. The same guy the week. The, for the first three weeks were nitpicking. We're talking about how yeah. his accuracy issues and how he may, he's going to – Well, not accuracy. Uh, just the deep ball. Well, the deep, well, that's part – I mean, the accuracy of the deep ball. I mean, I think it's so accurate. See, me, it's just more arm strength. I mean, how much – I mean, it's crazy just how one, like, one game can change everything. Yeah, I mean, to an extent. I mean, he's been really good in the short intermediary passing games already with the exception of that first half against Georgia Tech, where I think it was more just about his decision-making than it was about like his, his accuracy. Like, he's been pretty consistently good since then. He played. Yeah, I think there's two, there's two ways you can look at the, the, this game to me. Like One, you can look at it as, you know, Plummer, who is going to have a good game you know, every now and then, but you expect – there's that issue with the drop comment again. For those of you get to the podcast, you heard me say it six times yesterday. But, you know, of, of having the bad game or – a more positive way to look at this coming off last week is this was Plummer just getting the rust off of being in another system. He had some you know, newer knee issues last year he dealt with, had cleaned up in the offseason. He grew the mustache back. He's just now getting in the groove, and this is the Plummer we're going to see from week in and week out from now on. I, mean, I think the other thing that you have to take into consideration here is how good the offensive line was for him on Saturday because the, the passing game in the second half against Indiana, it's not like it didn't get off the ground because – he was just missing wide open guys. He had no time to throw. Like like he was getting sacked, he was getting hit, he was having to throw short. And he's got good pass rush. We talked about that. Yeah, I mean, and that that was a huge issue. I think the, the point now is if you give him time to throw, even when opposing defenses are, are blitzing, if you give him don't let the defense get home, like he's gonna make the opposing defense pay. And we've got the weapons to make that happen as well. So, you know, offensive line was fantastic against BC. They weren't great in the second half against Indiana. Like you said, Indiana's got a strong front seven. But, look, we're playing a lot of teams with strong front sevens coming up. NC State, gonna, they're going to blitz the hell out of us, and we got to be good against that. We know how good Notre Dame is defensively. So, uh, offensive line, we need more of what we saw against BC and less of what we saw in the second half against Georgia Tech in order for, uh, for I think, for Jack Plummer to keep, keep taking off. Heisman campaign. Let's get it long. I, I do like the Tom Drexler play. That's still fun. Yeah, I mean, that's a layup for Tom Drexler. That was, yeah, I mean, you would, yeah. I did like Jawar Jordan getting a little bit of Heisman hype. Have you seen uh, one of the those omnipotent, just like ev- everywhere, NCAA Football Nation Twitter accounts that just is basically just like tweet stuff for clicks? They did put out Jawar Jordan deserves to be in the Heisman conversation. He's averaging 9.6 yards per carry, rushing for 478 yards, nine touchdowns, caught six passes, 133 yards, and one touchdown. Louisville's currently 4 0. It's nice to see him getting, he's starting to get more recognition. Like I said earlier, he was on the Jim Rome show today. He's National Player of the Week for the Paul Horning Award. Like, Jawar deserves this moment in the spotlight because he's been 
incredible. Is it because maybe I, I don't watch ESPN as much outside of just the play-by-play or when the spectrum doesn't let me? Is it, is there – who is – who is because like, usually four-week ten, there's already like we know like one or two Heisman names. Who is the – I mean, Sanders? Should Jador Sanders? I mean, Michael yeah, I Penix? His name is still Caleb Williams. Caleb – I think it's Caleb Williams and like Penix, and then who's Quinn Ewers from Texas? Okay, I mean, but Caleb, I mean, is it just he come in with just a he's going to win it, and somebody's got it? I mean, I get, let me look at Heisman outsiders. That's a good question because uh, I, I feel like within the just I mean, Bo Nix maybe up there. Jordan Bo Nix probably getting some, Jordan Travis probably getting some love. Yeah, I mean, I just but I haven't like heard. I don't. Know, I feel like by this time in the season, you're already getting like a certain name or two shoved down your throat. I mean, look, I mean, God forbid, I know, I mean, we loved it, but I'm sure people are getting sick of hearing Lamar yeah. all the time. I mean, what that means. But. Uh, Penix is actually the new betting favorite. Is he? Okay. According to, I guess. I mean, they're playing, they're on fire right now in Washington. Putting up record numbers. Uh, and he's been really, really good. It's going to make IU fans feel better, right? <laughs> with, the, with their own coordinator there, too. They're probably going to start cheering for Washington yeah. more than they cheer for, for Louisville. Yeah, Penix Jr. is the favorite at every major betting side. He's tied with Caleb Williams at FanDuel. He's the favorite at DraftKings and Caesars. Quinn Ewers from Texas is the third choice. Bo Nix, good call, is the fourth choice. Jordan Travis, another good call, is the fifth choice. Then Jaden Daniels, Sam Hartman, Dylan Gabriel, Kyle McCord. Like, how far down do you have to get to a non-quarterback? That's what I was going to ask you the same thing, especially when you have Dylan Gabriel in there. Dylan Gabriel's been good for, yeah. for Oklahoma, which, you know, he was not great against us. Dylan Gabriel, I mean, he's playing fast and he's supposed to be good. I think that's His numbers have been incredible. Have they been? Yeah, was, yeah, Cincinnati was, like, all thrilled that they held him to just 20 points and pedestrian stat line. Drake Mays on there, uh, down. But yeah, is, I mean, is Hunter like the non biggest like the highest rated non quarterback maybe on there? I from what I'm saying he's not well, Hunter's not even on the list anymore. I'm surprised he's not. I'm surprised he's still not at least on there. I mean he only missed one game, right? Yeah, he's out for three weeks, so that's true. You can't miss a third of the season in the the Heisman. What do you what I think we I, I don't want to see you never, but what do you do will you see in your lifetime a I want to say this is too much second back-to-back Heisman winner because Lamar technically should have won it back in 2000. It'll happen. I mean, it might happen this year. I mean, cause, I mean, they wouldn't, I mean, they, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes they did, they don't, just to, to, so they just avoid getting another back-to-back Heisman winners. The voters will, like, not vote for, will put somebody else in that position that probably didn't deserve it, i.e. Baker it, Mayfield. It does seem like your former self is your biggest, like, like, you know, especially with Lamar, who so much of him winning the Heisman, or getting the Heisman attention early in that 2016 season was like the wow factor. Just the you know, he was doing things that we haven't seen before and all that stuff. The stats were were jaw dropping, but when you actually watched him play, it was like oh my god. And once you've seen him play, like he was still incredible in 2017. But it was yeah. almost like we can't give you the Heisman unless you're that good again, and your team is like 11 and one, right? Like the, it was going to have to be. They were never going to give him the the award, regardless of what his stats were. If Louisville was an eight-win team, which is exactly what we wound up being, could have thrown for four thousand yards. Remember, twenty-five hundred yeah. yards. And they, you know, they're like, we did this once. And, yeah. and, and to, get, to be fair, like a lot of votes were were cast. The Heisman balloting is open before the end of the regular season, so a lot of people cast votes before Louisville just tanked and got beat by UK and then you know, lost in their bowl game and and all that stuff. Like he pretty much had the award won because we were nine and one. If we'd start, if we'd started with the loss to, you know, let's say we had the season was was inverted. And we lost to UK, lost to Houston, and we were one and three at the beginning of that year. Like, I don't know if he wins the Heisman because you know people aren't paying attention to what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
If anybody I mean, deserved to win it back to back, he just. I mean, for a long time, I thought we'd never see. Because for the most part, I mean, I mean, you always knew Archie Griffin. And I actually have a, a, a Reds mem- uh, uh, memorable memorabilia Reds baseball signed by Archie Griffin. So I saw him at a Reds game. I was on the Love side. I was like, "Can you sign this?" And he's like, "Okay." Uh, but I mean, for the most part, you know, when, when Menzel won, I thought that's when I started thinking maybe we will see another one because we're starting to see freshmen and sophomores win it where. When we were growing up, it was like you had, if you were an underclassman, like you weren't even like, I don't even think considered for a high school. Right. I mean, you were like, don't even, you know, it's like the bar, you're under 21, you can't come in. But now, I mean, now it's, you know, or unless you're starting to play with Tommy Hoffman, then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> did you see the, uh, real quickly, did you see the video that Oregon put out? You know, people do the, the game, the victory game recap videos. We do them, uh, the card tapes, I think what we call ours. But Oregon put out their celebration video of, uh, the cinematic recap of the oh, Colorado no. win. Did you see it? No, I did not. Oh, it's it's, it's worth watching. I it's, mean, the, the the coach's pre-speech still, the pre-game speech is one of the best ones I've seen in years. So, I mean, it's I'm sure it's got to be entertaining. It's it's really, really good. Like, they've got him giving the, the, the speech about how it's all about us. And, you know, it's – they have a clip of, I think, the other son, what, Shiloh, the defensive back, like before the game is, like, yelling at them. He's like, I'll beat the bleep out of any of y'all and your coach too. And he's like, y'all are soft and all this stuff. And they've got the – the Colorado players stomping on the O before the game, and they've got, you know, one who's like, I'm putting out a you know, murder charge. Like, we're going to murder the Ducks and all this stuff. And all the coaching staff is like, don't don't say anything back. They're not worth it. They're not worth it. Like, you know, this is, this is not about it. – it's, it's a really cool video. And it, it's a lot because of, I think, the Oregon hype people are, are into. But it's got, like, 50 million views or something, which is outrageous, which is it's crazy. But it's it, it's worth watching. Speaking of things from the weekend, the coach, we did talk about this yesterday with the Ryan Day situation. Did you see Lou Holtz put out a statement right for that? No, I didn't. I love <laughs> What did he say? I love you, Lou. Just, I, quote, I can understand why he did. I'm referring to his comments. He doesn't want to talk about Michigan, 0-2. He doesn't <laughs> want to talk about the big game coming up against Penn State and against Michigan again. <laughs> so, I, mean, <laughs> I love that he's firing back. I, so nonchalantly. Like, I get it. I wouldn't want to talk about Michigan, too. Michigan either. I mean, I love look, 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 Lou, look, Lou, Ryan, tap out, dude. You, you're you're out of your element here. Oh, I you're not a, winning this. Art, you're oh, not. I winning this. It's a good football team. I don't think they're a great football team. He can go after me all he wants. That's awesome. So, <laughs> Lou Holtz, Ryan Day is the college football rivalry that I never knew I needed until this season started. I mean, who'd have thought Lou Holtz at ninety-seven would be knocking out Ryan Day? Great. I, he didn't want to talk about Michigan. It's hilarious. I mean, when you started reading that statement, I was like, oh, he's going to give him praise. He's like, yeah, I would have done the no, same no, thing. It was, it was the great backhanded it's compliment type backhand thing. Yeah. Like, so beautiful. I hope he calls them out again if they win again this week. I, I want to see this back and forth continue. I love it. Ryan, I mean, maybe pick on somebody your own age. What are you doing? He's 86 years old. Let him go. Seriously, it's a good point, though. I mean, it's and I think I think Lou Holtz called him out for what it was true. He doesn't want to talk about Michigan. He doesn't want to talk about Michigan or, or Penn State. I was going to say they don't want to talk about Michigan State. Michigan State's a dumpster fire. You can talk about them all you want. They're bad. Speaking of, of coaching press conferences and coaches saying things, I don't think we ever talked about it yesterday. And I know it's, it's, it's next week's game and there's more to it. But did you see the video of Marcus Freeman during his press conference finding out that Louisville's a nightgame? Yeah, you brought, we brought this up yesterday. We did? Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, just the, the exhaustion in his voice, the, the – uh, I mean, why would you even give away that you're pissed <laughs> off about that? I don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I mean, is, I, is it a late night thing, like you said, because he played? They played on seven thirty against this week. I mean, well, this will be their fourth straight night game. They played Duke again 
this week at 7.30 on ABC. Mm-hmm. They're going to play us at 7.30 on ABC. And I have heard coaches talk for years about how they love earlier start games, just be, especially on the road because, you know, you quicker, get home quicker, yeah. Well, you get home quicker, and also there's less idle time for your players to do dumb stuff. It's you know, true, you yeah. get, you know, when you're on the road and it's 7:30. If you play a home game at 7:30, you can the players can be in their dorms, they can be at their houses, they can do whatever they want, and then it's just like, hey, be at the team facility at two o'clock. When you're on the road, there's only so much you can do. You, know, you have team breakfast, you have lunch, but then it's like, what are we? How are we going to kill time together and not just have them taking naps in the room and all this stuff? So, I get it, but also maybe don't. Show how pissed off you are that this is four times. I mean, he looks like he's like legit staring into the void. Like I'm expecting like Hello Darkness, my old friend, to start playing. And you watch him when he finds out that they're they're playing a four straight nights. I mean, yeah, that's not easy on the back end. Uh, the, the Danny, the Donnie Darko song. Yeah. <laughs> All I see is familiar faces. I mean, you're Notre Dame. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Why should you be shocked? You're Notre Dame. I mean, it kind of comes with the territory of being Notre Dame, right? Well, it's a guy who thinks he can beat Ohio State with just 10 guys on defense. So. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, last honor for Jack Plummer, too. I didn't want to bring this up. Bill Connolly does a uh, – he does the S&P ratings over at ESPN. He does a Heisman of the Week award based on his analytical model. It's just not, it's not like an eye test thing or anything like that. His Heisman of the Week winner – for this week, Jack Plummer of Louisville. Boom. Uh, Cameron Ward. Guess. That's what I was going to guess. Cameron Ward, the Washington State quarterback, was second. D.J. Giddens, the running back for K-State, was third. Uh, Spencer Rattler was on the list. Michael Penix was on the list at number eight. Uh, so now Jack Plummer is tied for fifth in the Heisman standings, according to the statistical model that Bill Connolly has enacted. Michael Penix leads the Heisman ratings. Caleb Williams is second. Shore Sanders is third. Dylan Gabriel is Jack Plummer, Heisman candidate. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. I stopped listening after that, actually. That's all you need to do. I, I stopped four. listening to that and started looking at pictures of Taylor Swift in the uh, locker room eating chicken with mayo. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Same thing. Why? I put uh, That's one thing. Listen, I, I have a lot of respect and love for the good people of Canada. But mayonnaise on the fries, no, dude. No. They do mayonnaise on fries? Oh, yeah. I thought poutine was like the gravy of fries. No, mayonnaise on fries. I think it might, it might be just the western part of Canada because it's a French thing. But the worst part? Well, that yeah. poutine, that, that is the, the, the French Canada, but, it, but it's gravy. But they, but they put mayonnaise on it on their fries. That is their gravy. What? What they call it, like, gravy is just the sauce. I mean, it doesn't have to be gravy per se. It's just mayonnaise. Hmm. The I gravy is just a broad term for just any dipping. Yeah, I've really never heard of that. That's, that's, that's unforgivable. <laughs> well, there goes your left for Taylor Swift, I guess. Well, she's not Canadian. No, she's not. But fried chicken with mayonnaise also is gravy. That is disgusting. Well, it's a chicken nugget, actually. That's nasty. Well, how do you know it's mayonnaise? Does it say it? Yeah, it's it the It could be a white sauce. The Darren Bell tweets that the result of Taylor Swift eating a piece of chicken with ketchup and ranch. Oh, it's ranch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Never mind. I saw it right. I saw white and I saw mayonnaise. My bad. That's disgusting either way. Ranch is nasty. Yeah, it's, it's ranch. <laughs> Ketchup and I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I, that's more forgivable than mayonnaise. I get you. I, I, I stutter. Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take a couple texts and we'll uh, come back and do the next segment. Uh, will the pod from yesterday ever get better? Texture says the newest basketball offer. I watched the highlights and the dude looked like ten turnovers a game. I did not think that text was going to go that way. I thought it was going to be somebody who's like, I actually watched the kid play and he looks pretty good. We have footage of one of our recruits playing. I didn't think that was possible. How? I mean. I thought we only recruited kids with no no email, no internet, no footage, no 
no foot, no fingerprints, all that stuff. How can you watch a highlight video of a kid and be like, I think they turned the ball over ten times? It's a highlight video. <laughs> They're supposed to look good. <laughs> it's not good. That's not encouraging. Well, that's the highlight of their game is the turnover. Like, look how fancy this turnover is. <laughs> I don't know. I remember. <laughs> I forget what play-by-play I was listening to one time. It was the basketball game. I was driving. One of my favorite things is the guy was like, so-and-so is turnover. So, you know, another guy with a layup. He's like, you might as well just got an assist. Our guy should have got an assist for that. Jake <laughs> <laughs> says, you talked about the Jerome Tang buyout numbers. Can you actually share those? I guess, yeah, I probably should have done that. Uh, seven-year contract for Jerome Tang. Last through the 2030 season, he'll make $3 million this season and receive a $100,000 increase each year. The buyout numbers, if you wanted to buy him out before April 30th, of 2024, it's six million dollars, and it goes down by a million dollars every every year after. That. That's nothing. That's exactly. So it, it's really yeah. There's no threat. There. I mean, you know, these are set money, right? Yeah, we wait. We pull six million dollars on way worse stuff than a buyout. I think the like the yeah, the point. I mean, six million dollars is nothing, but it's for a program with the type of money that we have and with the commitment to the basketball program that we have. If we wanted to get Jerome Tang, the buyout is not going to be something that holds us back, right? What would be a number that would hold us back? 20? It, once you get into double digits, I think that's when it's like, ooh. Okay. I think even high teens. Because that was Even 10 or 11 would be like, if we want them that bad, we'll, we'll find a way. Yeah, maybe now that we're we're not worried about financial punishment from the NCAA anymore, but 10, 10's a lot. Six, you, you can make. Six, you, you can make. Yeah, if you come off another four-win season, though, 10, 10, 10 seems a little more likely. Come off a four-win season again, we can do 25. We can. We can. <laughs> We'll give you 30 for J-Ride. You name your price, Tang. We'll just give J-Ride a $40 million deal if he wants to come out of retirement. We'll change the name of the law school after him. (laughs) Sorry, Brandeis. He's gone. It's now the Tang Law School. (laughs) The Tang School. Tang School of Law. Where'd you go, Tang? Tang graduate. I got into Tang. I love it. It's great. It's great. Uh, I, want a, I, want a, I want a certificate since I graduated from the Tang School of Law. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll, a lot of texts that we haven't gotten to. We'll get to as many as we can before the end of the hour. We'll look ahead to the night, uh, ahead in sports, and then we'll call it a day. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It wraps up next here on Check out Thornton's all-new Southern Style Biscuits, the perfect complement to your morning breakfast sandwich. You will love the buttery goodness that will wake up your taste buds in the morning. Come on in and grab a breakfast sandwich today. Looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction? Well, right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Hey, I love salseritas. Why? Flame-grilled meats, house-made chips, fresh-made salsas. For fast takeout, office catering, or your summer celebration, try salseritas. Visit them at St. Matthews or in Middletown or order online for special offers. We know to contact Indiana 811 at least two working days before every gig. Contact Indiana 811 and white line before every person.
at 811.safedigindiana.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission and aired by this station. John Spears for M&M Cartage. You see those trucks riding down the road with the M&M Cartage sign. You could be a driver or work as a mechanic on one of those trucks. For 45 years, M&M Cartage has been a locally family-owned transportation company, and they're currently hiring those drivers and mechanics. To join their team, go online to mmcartage.com to apply. Headquartered in Louisville with locations in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Morristown, Tennessee, and Detroit. That's mmcartage.com to apply. The plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of Local 502's commitment to excellence can be seen in our community every day. The KFC Yum Center, Ford Motor Company, and the Omni Hotel are just a few examples of their professional craftsmanship. Local 502 has been part of our community for over a century and invests over $1 million annually training skilled local workers. Members of Local 502 are your friends, neighbors, and children's coaches. For more information, go to lu502.com. Local 502, built on excellence, building a better tomorrow. Card fan, Yuval's Master of Science in Accountancy and Analytics takes accounting to a whole new level by adding in-depth data analytics courses to create a new mastery of accounting. AACSB accredited and STEM designated 11-month competitive internship opportunities and full access to the Becker CPA exam review prepare you to graduate career-ready in only 13 months. For more information, visit business.louisville.edu slash MBA. When design is key to your landscape projects, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your projects and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. Matt Dennison here, inviting you to join me weekdays at 11 a.m. for the Hoosier Report. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, interviews with prominent figures in Kentuckiana sports, and discussion of other sports topics important to Southern Indiana. That's the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, weekdays at 11 a.m. on the home for the Hoosiers, 1450 WXBW. One of your favorite childhood memories is probably those visits to your local bakery and all those wonderful aromas fresh out of the oven. Chances are that bakery was Williams Bakery, 1051 North Clark Boulevard, Clarksville. Open seven days a week, Williams Bakery is Clark County's only remaining full-service bakery. Stop by so they can serve you. Or phone Ernie Polston and his dedicated staff at 284-2867. That's 284-2867. Back in here, final segment of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Weatherford Show on 1450 and 96 on the Big X. We have a lot of text to get to on the Thornton text line. Before we do, i got to give a shout-out. I saw one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my entire life last night. Trevor, do you know what I'm talking about? Is it about the, the Bengals? Yes. So they, yeah. So, I said that to, like, <laughs> that was one of those ones you see it, and you're like, I'm sending this to my friends. Whether they've seen it or not, I don't care. So the guy's name is Blake Spires. It's at Real Fake Blake with his Twitter account. He's a U.K. fan. He's a Kentucky fan. 
So self-deprecating here. Nice. But the there was a, a tweet that was sent out. Cincinnati, the Bengals wore the all-white uniforms last night for Monday Night Football. You like those, by the way? Yeah, I do. I think, I think they're cool. I think they look good. But, you know, Joe Burrow was coming out wearing the uniform, and, like, this Olivia Ray TV person just said, number nine, all whites. And Blake Spires retweeted that and said, the two things that every Kentucky basketball Facebook group wants the most. <laughs> I mean, it's low-hanging fruit, but it's still funny, right? And all white players. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's absolutely – I mean, it, it's, it's brilliant. It, was, it, it was, is. I saw it last night, and I was like, "That's I haven't seen a better tweet in a long time. That was fantastic. Sometimes the most simple things are usually the, most, the, the, the best, right? I did love it. Like, I, just thought, I was like, I'm not sure I've seen a better tweet. And the guy was like, I'm going to pay for it dearly once it gets big enough. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yep. That's, yeah, and I think he's probably paying for it dearly. But it was still, like, you can't laugh at yourself or call out your the bad members of your fan base. What can you do? And now I did, uh, just real quick before we get into the text, uh, mention the jerseys. I like, I like the all-white. I like the white helmets. Um, I think it's cool to bring those out maybe once a year if you're Cincinnati for a big game, Monday Night Football-like style. We didn't bring this up yesterday, and this is probably just coming as a shock. I did not like the UofL card script helmets. Oh, I loved it. I, they look, uh, to me, they look some just generic as can be. We talked about it last week on the show before they before the game. I don't think we did, did we? I thought it came out on Tuesday before I got sick. I could yeah, be wrong. Uh, yeah, I, was, I don't remember. I, I think I would remember. Maybe it was the podcast. But, yeah, that, you didn't know your podcast. You were healthy enough yeah. to do a podcast with Danny, but not good enough to do a radio show with me. Yeah, I died right after the <laughs> Did he take you to the hospital? No. No. He's, See? He also lives in Columbus. This is why I'm better than podcast Trevor. <laughs> it's true. But I like the card script. I, uh, I just, I mean, no, I just, it did. To me, it looked like something you get, like, you you find a generic, like, create a, create a, a helmet on, on a, a video game. I, I was not a fan of it. I'm a sucker for a script anything. I, I would have I liked it a little bit more better if it had, like, a complimentary jersey. If they had, like, a script Louisville with the cards helmet. It did look a little bit mismatched, but I thought the helmet was cool. I was a fan. I mean, I, I know I'm still probably the minority, but I'm all usually him when it comes to the new helmets. And, and you know me, you know, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm, this is horrible. Like we, I think we both established at this point in our life, like if the kids like it, then that's fine. Right, right. I'm not gonna like say I like it just because they like it, though. I did, sure. did not was not a fan. I'm not gonna get mad if they wear them again because if the kids think it's cool, it helps recruit. I they can wear a picture of me in my, going bare butt on the side of the helmets while I get the booze. They've definitely upped the helmet game so far this year. We've had you know, we had the matte black with the dunk, the, the Heisman Cardinal bird mm-hmm. uh, a couple games ago for the all black uniforms. We'll see what they bust out this weekend. But it's been cool to see a bunch of different looks. Uh, I, I love. I get to the Jim Rome show producer will always send me the clips if there's a U of L person on. I get the Jim Rome yeah. clips every day, regardless who's on. Oh, I, I just get it when it's Louisville stuff. But I, I just got the Dewar Jordan interview at five thirty-five. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, we would love to play the clip a little bit earlier in the show, but the, their producer. I don't know. Why? Uh, I know. I know his name. If I find it, Chad Remitted. Yeah, he 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 sends me like five clips. He sends me clips every day from Jim Rome. I just get the Louisville ones, uh, and I, I think it's because we had a connect. We were like we went to Fort Wayne, Jim Rome. Like I guess it's been long ago. But once you get on those lists, you can't get off. Oh, I know. Oh, trust me. I'm still getting ticket requests for the Pelicans from when I went to the game in '13 back down New Orleans. But yeah, so I get those too. But I had I never even thought about it. I, I just I always just kind of go through them and don't even look at what they say. I probably have that one, too, as well. All right, let's get to as many of these texts as we can. Oh, that's a lot. Let's get to as many as we can here in the last uh, 20 minutes or so of the show. Ooh, let's do it. Text says, a lot about Kenny Payne has made me angry, but the recruiting has made me the most angry. This dude was the face of Cal's flashy one-and-done dirty recruiting, and he got here and sucked out loud at recruiting, getting no-star kids. It's been a surprise. I mean, I thought, and look, we can't just gloss over the fact that even without Trenton Flowers, we had a top-ten recruiting class this past year, so it's not like he hasn't gotten anybody. But – 
looking, you know, we thought this was going to be an annual thing. Well, I mean, that was what we were sold. He can get whatever five-star he wants. We're going to recruit at a level that we've never seen before. Then we'll find out if he can actually coach his talent up. And so far, we're not seeing what we thought we were going to see on the recruiting trail. Or the coaching. I've played the coaching. No, the coaching. I mean, I know it's one year you can be like, we'll give him more time, but. I mean, he'll be the big man whisperer. No, no offense to Brandon Henry Hatfield. I didn't see a lot of a lot of strides forward with the big man of that. Texas says the quote "let the cake bake" has been ruined by the Kenny Payne experience. I mean, I just think it's a played out phrase anyway, right? Yeah. Texas, what coaches have reached the Final Four and proved to not be the real deal? Uh, Kevin Ollie won a national title and was not the real deal. That's true. I I, I don't care what you say. I'm I'm not a huge Steve Fisher fan. Really? Yeah, I was. I always thought he was very overrated. He ended up. I mean, he had success at San Diego State. He did. He you know, was, you know, Kawhi Leonard was there too. But. Um, I'm trying to think of the worst coach that's been to a Final Four. Well, the win, the win, to go to a Final Four is win that. Win that style is Kevin Ollie. I think he was. That's bad. what I said. Yeah, but he's saying the text was about what coach goes to a Final Four and proves that he's not the real deal. I mean, there've been some flashes in the family. You know, uh, I mean, how far are we willing to go back? Porter Moser recently went with Loyola, and he's not off to a great start at Oklahoma. So there's, we'll see. But then there's still some wait and see. Frank Martin has had no success since he took South Carolina to the Final Four. Um, but I, I still think he's a good coach. He's just taken some bad jobs. Um, I think there's probably been a few over the years that have been just flash in the pan success and gone to a Final Four without really having the goods for long term success. I mean, Lee Rose went to two Final Fours. No one, you know, no one, no one talks about him anymore after that. Who? Exactly. <laughs> he, went, he, t- he took he took uh, UNC, uh, CC, and Purdue to the Final Four. I mean, look, say what you will about how good on an annual basis Tennessee has been. Rick Barnes is a Final Four coach, and he's not done a whole lot. I mean, how, Ben Howland. I mean, he, that's obviously the run that he had, but out before and after it, what's it been? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's got I mean, to be other. I mean, yeah, if you, you if you go down and break it through, I mean, especially some of the new. 2000, some of the Final Four teams. I mean, uh, Dick Bennett. He retired not too long. Yeah, yeah I'm not crap. Dick Bennett's great. Oh, I, but trust me, I was all over. I was all over that that run that year. You were all over Dick. Uh, Texas says. Loving it. Texas is just tuning in, so you may have addressed it already, but no podcast from yesterday's show. Yes, it has been brought up. Hopefully, we're going to find it. Actually, it's up. Go find it, Texas. Texas says, KP has absolutely killed my basketball passion. I used to be locked in, and I didn't even know that we have an exhibition game in less than a month. The sooner we move on and make a serious coaching hire, the better. I'm hearing that sentiment a lot these days, too much these days, where it's like, let's, it. let's just get through this year, and then we can start from scratch. I hope that doesn't wind up being the case, but it does. I mean, they're not giving us any reason to not think that way. I think there's I, just the, it, it kind of feels like when, when you see these offers going out, and again, I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but an objective viewer can look out and be like, man, they've, they sort of see the writing on the wall. They're going through the motions here, and everybody knows this is going to be the last time. I, again, I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but I am saying that it is the perception from a lot of people on the outside looking in. If, I get it. I mean, listen, if we had Satterfield still here and we were 2-2, two and two, I would – I don't want to say – I'm not saying I would be optimistic about the upcoming season, but I would be more anxious for it to begin. The fact that we have football and doing as well as we do and Braun being here and, and all that yada, 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 chapter five, that was you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the start of a season that I know is going to probably disappoint me. 
But if I didn't have football to distract me, I probably still would be like, okay, let's get the season going. I'd be happy to get the season started. Right, we were excited for it last year. Yeah, just but that's just in general no just to have hopes. basketball started. I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, we had different, you know, we had blind hope last year. But Texas fans trying to compare this to Rick's recruiting are failing to see the whole picture and failing to realize that KP's tenure here looks more like Fagthorpe's tenure on the field slash court and recruiting trail than Rick's tenure. Most were finally off of tracks going into the summer of year three when he was recruiting way too many unknown JUCOs against Georgia State, South Alabama, FAMU, and other crappy schools. Yeah, our best running wide receiver right now is Aaron Davis. I do, well, I do vividly remember us losing a recruit to Samford. Not Stanford, but Samford yeah, yeah. in the crowd. I was like, this guy wants to go play in the, the, the Big South. I didn't think Stanford had a yeah, Division One school. I thought they were G2. <laughs> They don't. So. Yeah, okay. That's, I was that's right. The, that's the point. They, they're an FCS school. I'm take a pageant for a team. <laughs> it was bad. That, that, was a, that was a bad move. I mean, I, recruiting aside on the field slash court, got some Cragthorpe vibes. I would kill for a Cragthorpe record. Cragthorpe went 6-6 six and six his first year. He was bowl right. eligible. And, yeah. I mean, we were not tournament eligible. Well, that's all year. you heard. Cragthorpe's such a nice guy. Payne's such a nice guy. Everyone likes Cragthorpe. Everybody loves Payne. I mean, there, there are some differences for sure, but the the vibes, the overall vibes definitely yeah. feel the same. They, it feels the same. I mean, there was hope going into Craig's second year. I think people were buying a little bit of the, it was the, you know, all the old, something's wrong here, excuses. It was the past regime. They had no, we're changing the culture. We're getting our guys in here. And then you lose that first game to Kentucky 27-2. to I know we ended up going, I think, 5-2 and two to start that year, but you could tell. After year two, there was nobody hoping for anything. Oh, see, the 27-2 was second year, not the first year. What? Craig's first year against Kentucky was the team no. that got loose. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I thought you said his first year. Was no, going loose. into year two, there was some hope, and then we lose 27-2. to That hope kind of went away. Yeah. Texas breaking news. Thornton's, a well-known Kentucky gas station chain, is opening their first location in Arkansas. <laughs> I don't know. You can't take our Thornton's. Texas take our women, but don't take our Thornton's. Texas, we may not jump in front of Kentucky if they beat Florida, but we will jump in front of the loser of the U.K.-Florida game. There's also four teams from 17 to 24 in the rankings who are playing superior teams and are expected to lose. All right, well, then we may have a shot. We could, we could, we're 29th right now in the AP poll. If that's the case, then, yeah, I think we'll definitely jump ahead of whoever loses UK-Florida, even if it's a close game. And then if those teams at the back end of the top 25 all lose, we could jump three more teams. Has Kentucky ever been a favorite on the road in Gainesville? If it has, it's been recently. I mean, is that, they're, aren't they a three-point favorite at Gainesville this weekend? That's what you said. I'm taking your word for it. I mean, I'm assuming – I think it's at Gainesville. If I'm, I might be wrong. I don't think they're hosting. No, it's on the road. Okay, and I'm pretty sure I saw they were three-point favorite. Maybe my eyes are going out and it was, a, it, was a, it was a plus, not a minus. But I mean, I can't think of any other time. I mean, the only other time I can think maybe it would have happened was like maybe 84 when Florida was like really bad in the early 80s and UK had, you know, the holiday, you know, Mark Higgs. Uh, the, the, the game is actually in Lexington. Oh, okay. then that, They are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. All right. Then even, even at home, they're was last time there? Maybe, maybe it was recently, and I just overlooked it. But okay, that does make more sense because I thought they were on the road. I thought that's you should never take your word for it. Well, I wouldn't. I told you I wasn't sure. Texas says Trevor's volume level is all over the place, mostly too low. I think that's just because you move away from the mic too much. It's got to be because the meter. I haven't touched the dial too you much. All, so. like, there are for someone who's worked in his radio as long as you have. You just like you know the rule one is like talk close to the mic. <laughs> And you just like you're looking everywhere. You're like all over the place. And the problem is, I don't like being so close to the mic too because then you get the wheezies. That's what you got to do. 
Texas says, I saw the Louisville basketball video yesterday, and I saw nothing but players getting blocked. That's inspiring, so we're not going to score. But what I saw of Texter was Louisville players doing the blocking. <laughs> glass half empty, glass half full. Dennis the denier. Dennis was denying people. Emmanuel was blocking people. Dennis Dunk I saw on a nice pass from a, nice. a headband Curtis Williams. I heard he was wearing the goggles at the, at the game. He was wearing the game. Card March. I enjoyed getting yeah. that text. That was great. Texter says, could you see Will Stein as the U of L head coach someday? Sure. But, I mean, so far, so good. Everywhere he's gone, he's been great. I mean, if we had got, I mean, that's the thing. If we had not gotten Brom this offseason, we got, I'm sorry, that's who I think we'd be talking to about right now is not bringing Brom home, but bringing Will back. Jeff Brom coaches 40 years here, wins 25 national titles. Will Stein takes over at age 50, uh, 50-ish, and then uh, wins a bunch more national titles. I mean, he's only 32, right, 33? Will's young. He's, yeah, he's a little bit younger than I am. Yeah, he's really young. Because he played here. He graduated in 2011 from yeah, he's probably early 30s. Text says, oh, my God, the warning from the state of Indiana on not falling for scammers <laughs> posing as possible love interest on social media sites during the commercial break was just perfect. Please make sure Scoots listens. I mean, there's – I mean, you can't – there's no way that was not, like – I want to be mad at Dave for, like, yelling at us in email form, but if he's the one that put that in there, I forgive you, dude. I'm sorry. Yell at me all you want. If that's, if that's what I get from it. Texas says, in light of recent allegations, do you think we can still – can you still – do you think you can still watch Russell Brand movies? Did he get caught – did he get a Me Too or something? A lot of sexual assault allegations. Um, I mean, Russell Brand's been irrelevant for like five years, right? Well, he kind of started to rebrand himself, no pun intended, no pun intended as like a like super conservative conspiracy theory guy. And he's gotten a lot of attention for that, which is always sort of a last-ditch effort to maintain relevance. But now all this is coming out. And I mean, he's, get him the Greek and Sarah Marshall, just like hold, like sit. Like that's I, those are the two movies. Other I'm not going to stop watching Greek and Sarah Marshall. I can't. I, I can't do it. I can, I'm not going to stop quoting him. He's great in that movie. I, I mean, today a buddy of mine sent me the there's a, a viral video going around of the first time that Jason Siegel plays the Dracula theme at the yes, the, I've the seen table that. Read. Yeah, the table reading. Yeah. yeah, and it's hilarious. I'm like dying laughing. I, I almost sent that to you when I saw that on Twitter the other day that's as great. well. I thought, I thought of you too, because you and me both have share a love for that movie and. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, and to get him the Greek, he's funny in that movie as well, which is kind of a spinoff of Sir Marshall in a way. And I don't think you've seen it, right? I, I have seen it. Okay. It's been a while. I've seen it once. It's not as good as Sir Marshall, but it's, it's it has its moments. But, yeah, I'm not going to – I always think of him as the guy who did the Arthur remake and it ruined his career. Because mm-hmm. like, that was the movie, like, once he did that movie, because he was on kind of top of the world. He did the Arthur remake, and people were like, oh, good Lord. I mean, this is disgusting from the love guru with Mike Myers. Uh, Chris Palmer says, don't tell me anything about Trump until the Biden f- crime family is brought down. Well, look, Chris, we don't get to decide this. We're not doing the – we're not the one finding Trump liable for fraud. We're not the one arresting him four different times. We, we don't have any control over Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. I don't know – I don't know what you want me <laughs> – Trevor asked what Trump was in the news for. I told him. Uh, I, I don't know what else you want from me. Chris also says, coal miners' daughters was Lutherland. I know that, Chris. I said it was Patsy Cline played by Deborah D'Angelo in that movie. Don't question Trevor's knowledge. I love that movie. That's a great movie. I mean, yeah. Texas, if you could change the outcome of one of these shots in Louisville history, would you have the three-point buzzer beater to go in at the end of the 2015-16 Kentucky game at Rupp or have the three-point buzzer beater not go in at the end of the 17-18 Virginia game? These are my only options. What's talking about the, the 15-16 game at Rupp? The, that, the 15-16 team. When was that? Was the, wasn't the, that, that, wasn't that the team gave me one? Oh, he's talking about the Damian Lee shot. From the corner, where we lost. We're okay. down two. Lee took a three. 
Uh, I would take the Virginia. I was, I was Virginia. picturing Mar- the Malik Monk was at three. Was no, that was the next year. Yeah, 15-16 was the, the, the Damian Lee year, and he did take, took a step back. He missed horrible. It wasn't even close. Um, yeah, I vaguely remember that year. I would choose to not have the Virginia shot go in because that team then goes to the NCAA tournament. And it's pageant, and, right? Yeah, who knows yeah. what happens. David deserved to take that team to the NCAA tournament. I, that's not close to me. Uh, I would as much as I would have loved to have beaten Kentucky that year. It's the, the Virginia game is the all-time worst regular season loss that I've ever. Yeah, had. I'm with you on that one. Texas says. Uh, so what you're saying is that the Oregon video got a lot of clicks. Yes, <laughs> I did like the the irony of them being like, "We're not here for engagement. We're not here for." And like they put a video out that's all about that. Uh, it, it was it was what it is. Texas TK almost got into Tang today. Nice. I like that pick. Good now, word play. Now Tang. I can get into. Hey, do you know what he's referring to? The old Paul Rudd video? No, I don't remember the Paul, Paul Rudd video. Paul Rudd's computer. That's what he's referring to. Now, Tang, I can get into. I was just thinking of the, the 70s show when the, the mom's, like, trying to give me breakfast. Like, why won't you put it down your sausage and Tang? <laughs> Texas says, definitely need to see how the season goes for Tang. Hiring him based on one good season and beating your rival is the in the tourney reeks of Billy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Sadly, so does next year's recruiting class. <laughs> I mean, I said it has a Gillespie feel to it. I mean, you gotta you gotta be careful. Tread lightly. Uh, somebody sent in the Seku Kone. Hi, I, I will watch you after. Well, is the guy that turned the ball the ten times? I don't. I, I mean, who knows? I don't know. Texas says, I really like the uniform. I really liked the uniforms until I saw them in person when they ran out, and I immediately thought that I was watching Indiana play them. The only thing, the only problem that I have Does with Indiana it, put script on their helmet. I thought they just put the IU. I think the, I guess just the color. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. Like Maryland's script helmets that say Terps, they look exactly like those. Like that's the one thing that I thought. In I fairness, like. though, I would take that for Maryland over their flag uh, helmets. Those things are good though. Yeah, those are great. That, that's good for us. Yeah, Sean Moth also did not like the helmets. He texted me, so you're in in good company. Like, all oh, right. I mean, yeah. I, I guess you'll be honest with you. Though, I've of all the helmet experiments, it wasn't the worst. In I my like opinion. it. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. Texas says I like the card script helmets, but if they're going to hang 56 on teams, it could say penis and script for all. I think <laughs> we all agree with that. When I, when I tell you, you put a picture of me with bare butted on there, I don't care. Texas says if we're talking about uh, coaches who went to the Final Four but didn't have the goods, how about Tom Crean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Tom Crean, he's going to come to Cinderella Run, obviously. Texas says Frank Martin is the right answer. No tournament appearances except for the Final Four run. I mean, that's a, another good answer. I agree. And they also got lucky with that. I mean, they, they were a bad 7 seed, and they got to play Duke at home, basically, because of the where they moved the locations because of the bathroom bill. They took all the North Carolina hosting out. When you mentioned Tom Crean, I mean, he went to IU. What about, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Mike Davis? Oh, God, Davis is a really good one. Yeah, he, mean, he definitely was full of gold. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, we're and we're just kind of staying in, like, the most modern, like, this is, a, you know, in the last 23 years that we're looking at. I mean, like I said, you can go back and look at some probably some 80s stuff as well and 70s and be like, I didn't know that dude was. Never heard of him. He went to a Final Four. Texas says, wow, I forgot about Intern Jenna. That was an awesome couple of months of shows. Every single day was a good one. Well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jenna's awesome. She's pretty good. Good things happen to people who intern here. You either you get engaged, you get to work for Shady Rays, or you get a job at 680. Yeah, well. <laughs> Texas says, I've listened to the whole show today. Is it concerning that I also want to go listen to the podcast for an hour right now? Look at that. You can't get enough of us. I'm going to get this podcast up. I don't know why I'm like thinking of names out. Paul Hewitt. We can stop doing that. Okay. Texas, Poor Paul Hewitt. Texas says Stein will be a head coach at IU next year. I'm telling you, I'm on that bandwagon to hire him. Like, if you're IU, and I know they're not going to get ready 
Allen because they probably won't pay six million rather than twenty million for his buyout. But he'd be just the perfect hire for IU. I mean, Young, up-and-coming, an offensive-minded guy that's the only way you're going to compete there. I mean, this is just his first year as the OC at Oregon. I know, but that's if, if you're Indiana, this is the only chance you probably can get to get him. Because if you let him stay at Oregon, he has, he's good at Oregon another year or two. Teams better than Indiana are going to come calling for him. I promise. Did I tell you that Will Stein dated Jennifer Lawrence in high school? Did you really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It was a little unknown Louisville house. Who played for that Louisville Bulls in high school? What? Highway. Highway, man, I'm not crazy. Her family listens to the show. What are you doing? I mean, hook me up to her. I'll be glad. Hey, if she walked in my house, I wouldn't feel crazy. Well, I, we're not talking about – you don't have the option. I was talking about her as, like, a person to actually – not, like, <laughs> if she had been, like – What do you mean that? Of course she's attractive. You don't think I have a chance with Jennifer Lawrence? Texture says, Bruce Weber and Shaka Smart <laughs> are two coaches who had fluky Final Four runs and then disappointing careers. Shaka, I mean, Shaka, look. Bruce Weber. Shaka, I think, is still TBD. I do, too. Weber was – He took Marquette to a big – Dual Big East championships last year and a two seed, and they just flame out. Bruce Weber, I think, I, I, I always, even when he got the job, I was like, he's, he's gonna, he'll, he'll be good early on in his tenure anywhere, and well, then just slightly, slowly get worse over time. I mean, he took over an Illinois team. Bill Self left him just, he just gluttony of gold. I mean, he had the, he had a three guard rotation that was just as, as good as you're gonna find in college basketball that year. And D Brown and yeah, Deron Williams, and who was the third one? I'm forgetting now. Top of my head, Luther Head. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Luther Head. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Luther Head. <laughs> Scoot texted in. He said, I had to tune out for five to ten minutes. What did I miss? He said, I caught the blame for everything is what I came back to. Well, oh, answer your phone here in about uh, five, ten minutes, too, Scoots, because I'm going to call you about this podcast. Yeah, Scoots, I was singing your praises as the Mr. Fix-It. Now, you did get some hell for, I don't know if you're aware of the commercial that is now airing right after your commercial <laughs> yeah. about the dangers of getting catfished uh, via text message. But it so does good. It does seem very personal. It is so good. I think it says Scoots in the ad. <laughs> Texas Mike, that texter that was talking about Hunter Biden was Steve Brummett. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> no, it was Chris the Plumber. That's what I said. It was Chris the Plumber. Is Steve Brummett just not a Biden guy? Or? Is he not a Biden guy? I don't know. <laughs> Texter says, isn't Jennifer Lawrence estranged from her family? No. They, I think they have some disagreements. but they're Don't all families have disagreements? All, fa- all families have disagreements. Yeah. What's that disagreement? Now, I, I do know she, she's, doing the, she's in the comedy that just came out, right? I think she did do a comedy. Yeah, um, I've not seen it. It looks like it's supposed to be like a, like kind of a raunchy comedy. I'm, I think it just came out on streaming. I might have to check that out. I do love a good raunchy comedy. I'm a very sophomore person. You are a raunchy guy. I am. Um, well, we've got sports on TV tonight. What is sports on TV tonight? Major League Baseball playoff race is heating up. Okay, that's good. Final week of the season. We've got that going on. We've got... We have WNBA playoffs. If I would, if I had, if I had given you a hundred dollars to bet whether or not the WNBA playoffs are going on right now, would you have bet anything? No, I wouldn't have either. That's bad. But I, I, I didn't bet it. Hand up. I, I'll admit it. I mean, co- women's college volleyball is twice as popular as the WNBA is right now. Yeah, I'm definitely into it. By the way, U of L women in action swept their first two ACC matches over the weekend. They'll play Notre Dame tomorrow <laughs> on the road in South Bend. Remember, we did the game a couple weeks ago, like a month or so ago, when we were like. Can we name the WNBA teams? We did really well. I think, yeah, of course, most of them we were throwing out were like the originals. But that yeah. Was you. Well, that's all I remember is mostly the originals, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do have tonight Reds. Uh, every game's a must win here these last five. It still may True. not matter. Hunter Green, after his 14 strikeout performance, which meant nothing last uh, his last time out against Lance Dialito, who has not been great for the Guardians since coming over. 
Cleveland is a slight favorite in this game. It's at Progressive Field in Cincinnati. 6-10 is the first pitch. Who wins tonight? Do the Reds keep their slim playoff hopes alive? Who, I, I missed. Did you say the Guardians? Uh, the West? It's Green versus Giolito. Oh, Giolito. Oh, the guy from they got from uh, Washington. Or the, uh, the – I said Atlanta. Lucas Giolito. Yeah, the guy that was with the White Sox. And then, Correct. Yeah, so on and so forth. Um, you're going to hate this. I'm, I'm going to go with, with Cleveland tonight. I'm fine with that. I don't know. Some of the, I, I'm not saying it's it, it's to, to cut the cord on Hunter Green. I'm just, hard out here, Jason. But. I'm getting I'm gonna feel like he might not be the future that he struck out 14 guys last time he pitched. He's got a Homer Bailey feel to him. Oh, I disagree totally. I think he's coming around. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. I don't want I want him to be good. I his did. last two starts have been really good. He, good, looked, good. he looked incredible last time out. I think the Reds win tonight. I think they keep their slim hopes alive. Here's hoping. Uh, everyone enjoy your Tuesday nights. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at three o'clock. Go Cardinals. Go Reds. Go Hornets. Go Hornets. Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jefferson.